Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of your favorite podcast, my favorite podcast. Uh, someone's finally doing a podcast about video games on the internet, and it's us. Uh, you, you guys ready for this? You guys remember the name of this podcast? I'm it's been ready. a whole month. You guys remember? <laughs> All right, ready? Three, two, one. Perler. Parlor. Our clap was better. I think it was. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it on the recording. I'll, when, when, I, when I push, I'll, I'll fix it up, guys. Don't worry. He's not going to fix Craig, it. Craig, Craig, you listening? <laughs> Why don't you fix it up for us when, when I send it to you? Well, it's not my fault. Did you ever get that bubble in your chest that just sits there and you know it's a burp waiting to come out? But right now it's just sitting there waiting and laughing at me. And it's going to come out at the most inappropriate time. So it's, it's the burp's nope. fault. It's not my fault. It always does. It always does. Well, welcome in, uh, everyone, uh, to episode 15 Arcade Parlor. Today's date is November 11th. It is 3.52 p.m. Eastern Standard Daylight. What, what are we in now? We, we, just, we just had daylight savings. I think we're in standard time if it's winter. How is it uh, standard time now, though, if the days are so short? Why do we do the saving time when the days are super long? I don't get it. I just had a huge argument with my <laughs> wife about this because we were walking our dog at 5 p.m. and it's already dark. Like, mm -hmm. why don't we do the savings now? But we do it when the days are like 15 hours long. And I said, there's no way we are not. And, and I'm so confused by the whole thing. And it, we have to put a stop well, to it. The, the whole thing has to do with like the farmers, right? Isn't that where it all started from? So they have the maximum amount of time daylight as possible for their plants and stuff yes. and getting work done how does that the, make the, sense the plants, the plants don't care about our interpretation of time like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. or the farmers in all of these meetings during the day that they can't figure out like maybe instead of waking up at seven o'clock every day i should follow the sun and wake up with the sun that's what the, the plants the plants yeah, know I, I, agriculture predates daylight savings so <laughs> It does. That, 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 is, that is totally true. It does. The plants have always been there. You immediately yeah. struck a nerve. I'm as mad as I've ever been. I hate all things about it. Except now it's kind of cool because we got an extra hour. But in spring, I'm even more bitter. Like when you take an hour of sleep away from me, especially on a Sunday when Monday is oh. work, rage, like genuinely angry. If you, if you want to get my my boat, that's all you have to say is like, I'm going to I'm going to put a stop to daylight savings time. Done. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get that's how you get cheese pop side that's how we get your vote are, are, are there any contrarians here does anybody here actually like daylight savings like i would rather they just do away with it you know <laughs> isn't there uh there, there there's a small sector of the u.s that doesn't it doesn't affect right, right. Is there like I a think small arizona, line towards the center i Is thought it? arizona doesn't do anything that's like the one thing they maybe have going for them yeah <laughs> <laughs> what else is in arizona i had to work with uh Yuma office in Arizona and it was always so confusing because I could never tell if they were on our time or not on our time it was it was a whole deal with Arizona but how long does your car last with the wrong wrong time on the dashboard I went through I just went through a whole cycle in my car uh, and now the time is correct <laughs> wait so you never fixed it the entire no that's impressive no. Wow. I mean, I to be fair, I mostly work from home now, so my car doesn't get used a lot during the year anymore. Uh, so I mean, every time I'm in there, I, I just 
translate it in my head. Now, now our primary car that we do drive as as a family does have that did get updated. That did get updated by your wife. I'm like sure you, you should win some sort of prize for that. If you can go the whole year without updating for daylight savings time, a whole cycle like you should earn something. I don't know what it would be. This is a great start to a video game podcast. Agriculture <laughs> and timekeeping. I like this. I like where this is going. It this is. is what Paco does to us. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm in the same boat. I don't update my clocks either. And uh, it triggers my dad. Like, like the only time my clocks get updated is like my dad will like manually. He'll be like, you have to update this. I'm like, no, I don't. I know what time it is. And uh, one time you did it like a month before daylight savings and it was just a hassle. You know, you waited one more month. You know, I don't have to like dismount it off the wall and adjust <laughs> it. But <laughs> You go so, all that time and then a month before. Yeah, he's like, you really got to update this. I'm like, no, I don't, you know. And I also don't rely on like clocks in my car on the wall. Like we all have smartphones. We right. have like computers that auto update. I'm never going to be like, oh my God, you know, I checked my car time and it says this and like. This is why I've missed this, so it's just unnecessary in my books. It's funny you say that, because I just saw a meme, and it had an old lady with, like, a younger lady looking after her. And the old lady goes, we used to tell time with needles spinning in circles. And then the, the younger lady's like, sure, Grandma, sure. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, yeah, we did. I'm the, like, I refuse to go digital. It's like, needles in circles is how we do it back in the day. Does, does anybody else here use a watch in any, I mean, Pop, clear, clear, Mike, clearly you do. You have, you just showed it on your wrist here. Does anybody else use a watch? I used to, but then when the battery dies, I'm just lazy to replace it. So I've mostly done away with the watch. I have a um, collection of watches and it's because as the battery dies, I just buy a new watch. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. So it's weird. I, ever since. I've tried. Ever but since I, Power I Rangers. Ah, Poncho, I keep talking over you. I'm so sorry. I'm so excited. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> Ever since Power Rangers, I always wanted the watch that you could talk into. And I thought, oh. whenever we figure out smart watches, I am going to adapt it. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. And I got one and I hated every moment of it. It did nothing but make me angry and rage. And so I got this right after out of spite. And I've kept it alive, not because I need a watch. Because I still hate smartwatches so much that I just I look at this and it makes me happy that I don't have a smartwatch now. That was a terrible story to interrupt you twice for. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I've tr I've tried wearing watches. Like I even got a smartwatch, and like I don't know. It, it, ever since clocks are just kind of in your pocket all the time, it's I, I don't, I don't want to wear the accessory. You know, just it's just another thing to charge, another thing to to maintain or whatever. And like. Oh, man, just having th like a one phone, that's enough for me just just for charging. I don't want other things I got to charge every day just to have it on my body at, at all times. Just another thing. I think yep. for me, too, why I also have a anyway. watch is I never carry my phone around with. Me. Like the only time I have my phone is if I'm traveling or out of the house. Like it's always just sitting on the counter. I learned recently you can put tech text messages just on your computer. And so every time I get a text, it's just right on. It's like on a bar on my uh, in Chrome. And so that's where I do all my texting from. Oh, yeah. and, and so like if I'm going to see time, if I'm just walking around going for walks, I don't take my phone mm -hmm. with me anywhere. So I do have it for other reasons. Right? So that story I told earlier, even more useless than it was. 
<laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, I'm just trying to help out this yes, video game stream you. or this video game podcast. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome in again. Uh, this is Arcade Parlor. Uh, happy to have each and everybody here who is here live. We are on twitch.tv uh, broadcasting live to you. Thank you to those who are able to make it in here and also to our listeners as this publishes on November 13th. Uh, happy to have each and every one of you listening. Uh, I go around the room here. Uh, well, let's go ahead and in- we, we, we've been talking for a while. Let's go and intro so everybody knows who's here. Uh, I am your host, uh, David, also known as Pancho Taco. Uh, I'm here every week uh, or every month, I should say. Uh, no, nothing else, I guess. I, I really want to intro here about myself. Ashley, I also see you here. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Uh, happy to be here today. Um, I'm just going to I'm going to do it for you because uh, we always talk about the weather by me in my intro okay. and i see all my friends on twitch and they're freezing and they're so cold and their heaters are on bro it is 87 today in florida it is so hot i look forward to our one week where it's something like below 70 maybe but uh we'll be like swimming in the pool on christmas so it's freaking hot yeah 87 does not sound <laughs> I, I, it doesn't sound appealing to me. I don't. I don't like the hot weather. I've I heard you say Celsius, but that sounds pretty warm. Oh so. yeah, you're. So, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. I should have converted for you. Yeah, what, 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 what about all the viewership outside of America where they don't know Fahrenheit? I think what what is that like twenty twenty seven or something? I'm just guesstimating ballparking. <laughs> it's 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 warm. Whatever it's it is, thirty point five. Oh, 30.5. That's pretty nice. I would take that, to be honest. I would I would take 30.5 over whatever's going on here. Um, it's around zero. Freezing, whatever <laughs> freezing is in Fahrenheit. So a 32. 32, yeah. I think Celsius just makes sense. Like, freezes at zero. Like, below zero, freezing. Above zero, and then... I don't oh, know. It just, it just makes, makes sense. sense to me, and I guess the rest of the world, too. But, you know... Not much about America makes sense. <laughs> That's how we won the war, though. That's how we did it. <laughs> no one could figure out how many furlongs were in there. But we did it. We did it. Uh, Ashley, great to have you here. Uh, as usual, great to have you here. Keep going around the room. Uh, Mike, I see you. Welcome in. I am Mike. I'm the intern. I'm the, I'm the one struggling today. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Cheese pops. I'm excited though. Paco's a legend. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That does, and that does bring us to our guest here. Uh, happy to have with us today uh, Twitch.tv uh, slash the incredible Paco. Paco, great to have you here. Ah, uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Very, very happy to be here. But yeah, um, I go by Paco uh, on Twitch. The incredible Paco. Um, I actually got that name because when I was trying to register variations of Paco, they were all taken. And I'm like, surely nobody has registered the incredible Paco. And they hadn't. Wow. And uh, the name just kind of went from there. Um, but yeah, that's that's me. And uh, very, very excited to, to be here today. And, it, and your name is all in caps. Too. All, I love all, that. The entirety of it. All in caps. Loud. Proud. You know, all, all, all of that. It's not just... The incredible Paco. It's the incredible Paco. Every <laughs> yeah. time you come into chat, it's just it's just screaming in your face. I, I don't have an indoor voice, so I feel like that represents me, you know, as you know, the the the, the best way possible. 
but um mm -hmm. back, back, back when i got that name that was actually when i was still playing unreal tournament and running a community and people would always joke about me having an ego so like the the name the incredible pocket was sort of like tongue-in-cheek and then i just sort of rolled with it but now when i'm streaming and i like screw up a hundred times they're like i thought he said he's incredible and it's like no no not not anymore like when i chose his name like a decade ago i was less washed than i <laughs> than i am now but it's it's a bit late for a rebrand <laughs> <laughs> kind, of is, kind of is uh well Paco, it's awesome to have you here super excited for this episode and I know our listeners will be excited as well um yeah, so episode 15. I feel like a lot has happened since uh, our last episode. Oh, I mean, yeah. there's, been a, there's been a lot of games, I feel like, that have come out or are just about to come out. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get to some of that a little bit later. We also just had Halloween. How were you guys Halloween? Do you guys, do you guys do anything for Halloween or coming up to Halloween? Like, I don't know, parties? I don't know. Do you guys do anything? I haven't celebrated Halloween in, like a long time and now i have a baby and i was like Aww. please don't ring the doorbell and wake up my baby so. <laughs> but but before i used to i used to I used to enjoy a good halloween party but now uh i'm pretty boring on that front yeah we're a bunch of nerdy gamers we, we didn't do anything <laughs> well i i have not, well now i have kids one is three years old the other one's going to be one next week so that so my my Halloween was obviously walking around my my three year old's been for uh, up until last month has literally been talking about Halloween every single day from the previous Halloween. Yes. And eventually it's like, stop talking about Halloween. You, you mentioned it every single day. It's not for a whole nother year. <laughs> we, we need to stop talking about this. And it, it finally like up until month 11 of talking about it she she finally stopped talking about halloween <laughs> <laughs> i love every day i love halloween it's uh my favorite time of year it's like so the wife and i love horror movies we pretty much every day of october and during the daytime we'd watch are you afraid of the dark reruns from back when we were kids and then oh, at so night we watch horror movies and we did a good job this year normally we're creatures of habit where we'd watch the same movies we've always watched. So watch all of the screams, Nightmare on Elm Streets. But this year we watched stuff we've never seen before and even watched some of the old classics like The Invisible Man, The Bride of Frankenstein and stuff like that was always a good time. But I love the candy. It's like this is where I gain weight for my hibernation period. And this is my favorite mm -hmm. type of year. And so from like halloween to thanksgiving to christmas i just put on 10 to 20 pounds and i love it it feels great because it's cold it's dark all i need to do like this is prime halloween signals to me prime video game playing because it gets dark at 5 p.m and when it's dark outside like your mom's not going to yell at you to get outside and play with your friends you're allowed to play video games now and so that mindset that was instilled to me when i was a wee little lad like, it almost is still there. So now it's 6 p.m. What are you going to do? Well, I can't take the dogs for the walk. It's dark, and I'm scared <laughs> of the dark. So might as well play some Mega Man X3. That's a terrible Mega Man X game. Well, not bad. It's all right. <laughs> There's better ones you could be playing. For sure. Just one or two or four. Three's like the... It's good. It's just not... It's better than five, six, seven, eight, but... 
the worst of the first four. Did, did me, we all watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, by the yeah. Way? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, was my jam. So maybe maybe like five, six years ago. I think they have all the episodes on YouTube. Like somebody just uploaded yep. them and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch one. It's like three hours later and I've gone through like eight episodes and uh, yeah, that was fun. I think one of the dudes who sat by the campfire, I think he's like a weatherman in yeah. Canada. The, the main yeah. dude what? with the glasses. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I had I such a crush on him hole. as a kid. I liked glasses. So I, like, he was like my, my crush when I was little. <laughs> he gave, he gave he's, he's still he's still live on the air i'm just saying i don't have to look i'll look him up really <laughs> are you afraid of the dark weatherman it's like <laughs> the cute girl sam had the crush on him and not tough frank and that gave me hope as like a nerd kid like ah oh, the cute girl you know there's hope for us nerds out there but it's there's an episode i don't know if you guys remember like the silent library yes like there's a drawer like a lady had a box that would like suck in sounds and the one kid had a little sound machine that would go pew 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 and that's 100% where I got the ideas for lasers on stream because that little sound box being annoying I'm like I want one of those annoying lasers that rotates through and then I'll just use that on stream and it'll be stupid and then it's are you afraid of the dark where that where that started wow it's been a fun run since there some good right. ep- the pool episode is by far the scariest one with the invisible pool monster that they had to put like the oh, chemicals in to see it yes terrifying awesome still scared of it um for did you guys watch go ahead go oh ahead. no I was, I was gonna say for 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 me uh halloween ended up falling on a stream night for me so i streamed on halloween and i uh i, I dressed up like the whole month i kind of had like a bunch of different like little costumes that i wore but i dressed as a uh, maleficent and i like put so much effort into like making myself green like i put like all this green like powder on my face so that i like really looked the part and somehow like my ring light washed it all out and i looked completely normal on stream and i had like all this green caked all over me it was just it was fantastic <laughs> all the work yeah <laughs> oh that's funny you guys uh uh yeah and so pops you guys watched reruns of are you friends anybody else watch anything like scary or anything you guys you guys into scary movies especially in october or tv shows anything so many new movies that, like a lot of them were bad like i mean all pretty much all horror movies are inherently terrible but that's why i love them there's something fun about it's like playing a sonic the hedgehog game like you know you're gonna see something like what are they thinking like what is this and there's <laughs> something just endearing about it um but those classic ones that I mentioned, Bride of Frankenstein, The Wolfman, like if you've never seen them, they, they're basically like really good episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because it's not, you're not going to get any swearing, you're going to have very minimal violence and stuff like that. But they're still fun. They're still creepy and sci-fi. And The Invisible Man, I'm just, that has a soft place in my heart. I, I love that movie now. And it's going to be a, hopefully a year long or a yearly tradition because he's kind of a jerk. He's just an invisible <laughs> jerk. And like rarely do you just get jerks in movies that you normally have like, well, my friend died was when I was a kid and I want to prevent death. Like there's always like some good in this evil person that that's their arc. No, the mm-hmm. invisible man, just a jerk, just straight <laughs> up a jerk. And I love it. It makes me smile. That's funny. I was uh, I didn't I, th- I think this is the first year I didn't actually watch like a scary movie, but I did watch uh, some shows. Uh, Every year on Netflix, uh, Mike Flanagan puts out a new series 
So I, I rewatched uh, one, my favorite one that he's done called Midnight Mass, which is incredible. Oh. I remember and then right that after one. that, he had the, yeah. the yeah. new show called, uh, what, The Fall of the House of Usher? Yeah. Uh, that one came out. That, that, was, that, that was amazing. Uh, usually his, his things are usually a pretty safe hit. They'll be really good. This one, no exception. Uh, super good show. Uh, just about a bunch of rich people that suddenly everything, for whatever reason, they all just keep dying one by one in the family. And it's pretty nuts. Very good show. Though. Uh, how, how does it stack up to the previous ones? Like, I, I, I've enjoyed everything he's put out so far. But... So I Midnight Mass is my favorite one he's done. Uh, I did not care for, was it the, the Midnight Club last year's? I think it was the oh, Midnight I, Club. I guess I didn't watch that one. I did the, like, okay. Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of, was it Bly Manor? And then yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Midnight Mass. I, I, I saw those ones. And then House of Usher. Somebody recommended that, so that's on my to-watch list. I would say it's on, it, it's probably on par with, like, Midnight Mass quality-wise. I just preferred Midnight Mass, like, the setting and everything. Like, it, it just worked for me really well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, highly recommended, highly recommended. And Oh, I, I guess I did watch a movie. I did watch a movie, uh, Gerald's Game, which is also by him. Oh, I guess it was yeah. on a Mike Flanagan thing, and that, that movie was good. I, I had no, I guess it's based off of a Stephen King short story or something it was not that short uh, i read that book it is not that short is it it's a pretty it, thick it, it one. might be short for stephen king normally he's like 800 page novels it, i don't know i think like salem's <laughs> lot was like over 800 pages and like maybe gerald's game was like in the 400s or so but that book i think okay. i read that book in two days i could not put it down it was so incredible and i've seen i've seen it was the hbo one i think right is hbo who did gerald's game no, Netflix. It's oh, a Netflix. Netflix they did great. Movie. I loved, loved, loved it. They changed a couple of things. I was totally cool with all the changes. It really creepy book because yeah, you're just in that one room the not... whole time. Oh yeah, it, it, it's interesting how they they do an entire story from one room. Yep. You know, but uh, no, it was. Uh, I, I have not read the original book, but I have heard it's actually really close uh, for the most part. They did great. Some liberties are taken, but most people are pretty okay with what they did. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, but no, that, that was my normally I watch more scary things, but I guess this year I just didn't get around to it for whatever reason. Uh, but that, that, was, that was it for me. And then, of course, Halloween night, we took the kids out, went over to my my parents house and walked around. Mm-hmm. My, my the, the cool thing is with, with my daughter being three years old, she kind of gets uh, she you know, you're, you're you're excited for a little while, and then it's over quick. So we only had to walk like one street. and She was like, OK, I'm done. <laughs> I was like, good, because it's snowing and it's cold out. I want to go back, <laughs> drink some coffee. So it was perfect. <laughs> Speaking of Stephen King movies, it's been a while since I watched Pet Cemetery. like oh, maybe yeah. a decade. So we watched that and I kind of have a bone to pick with that old guy at the beginning of the war. Well, he's in most of the movie, but he's like, mm-hmm. ah, watch out for the road. Your, your cat's going to die if it goes out there. So it's a nice old man. I think it's the guy that plays Herman Munster. And oh yeah, the, the original one, yeah. Yeah, yes, it is. So, it is. It I is. forgot. Yes. Yep. And so the the cat inevitably gets hit by a truck, spoiler alert for a really old movie, and he's like, Oh, let me take you to this Native American burial ground and it'll come back to life, but it'll be evil. Why? You know <laughs> this old man. You know the cat is gonna come back. Like, there's so many easier options. Option one, be honest to your daughter. Option two, buy a lookalike cat. Option three, (laughs) 
Native American burial ground where evil cat comes back. And he's like, let's go with option three. I don't see any downside here. And I was just, I was so mad. I was yelling at the screen. Like, why would you do this? Why? It's like, it's funny you mentioned that one because I'm, I, I collect Stephen King books. I don't know if you, if I've ever told you guys this before, but Pet Cemetery is my most reread book. I've read, I've reread that one the most times. So I have a question for you. Does the little girl have the shining? The because what? the little girl in the movie, like she predicts the future. She knows oh. things and she's like she is in the loop. And if she says something's going to happen, 99 percent of the time it happens. And we had just watched The Shining as well. And I'm like, mm. she definitely has The Shining. And I wasn't sure if that's like a consistent thing in Stephen King books that like certain kids have this special power or not. I think like one or two of the kids in it have it. And I just never put that together. Yeah. But like, yeah. she, she has The Shining. She knows yeah. what's going on, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. 100%. I didn't know what you meant by that. But yeah, I uh, she I never actually read that book. But um, yeah, she just know, uh, he he really like takes kids and just makes like shows people like they're not just dumb kids like they're aware and they know what's going on. Like he really showcases that a lot. But I, I liked the newer uh, Pet Cemetery also, but the old one just it hits different. Herman Munster, just what are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing? Speaking of that, character's making me really mad. Because it's Christmas. I can relate this a little bit. Have we all seen Die Hard? Yes. Okay. Yes. The first scene in Die not the first scene, but when Bruce Willis gets to Nakatomi Plaza, goes in, and he's like, I'm looking for my wife. And the guy's like, use the computer. So he goes for the computer, types in, you know, Holly McLean, not there, types in Gennaro. There she is, Holly Gennaro. He's mad because she's using her maiden name. And yeah, I'm looking for Holly Gennaro. And then the guy who pointed to the computer is like, everyone's on the 31st floor. They're at the party. Could have said that at the beginning. The only people left in the building are on the 31st floor. <laughs> but he's like, you have to use our fancy new technology to find her before I help you out at all. And I still get fired up about this today. Like, what? There, everyone is at the 31st floor. And you're like... I dare you to find her using our technology. I don't know who that guy is. And he ends up dying, which is unfortunate. But I still hate that man. Like, he knew like the, the butterfly effect. It was maybe, a deserved death. Maybe if you didn't ask him to search, you know, like the whole course of history moving forward could have gone differently. So it really could. He wouldn't Ultimately, have been mad at her. He wouldn't have fought with her because he wouldn't have known she used her maiden name. Like, oh, it's just tell her where she is. Tell him where she is. Don't make him jump through the loops. I hate bureaucratic stuff like that. I'm still mad. I hate it. I actually watched Die Hard for the first time maybe like three years ago just because every time people brought up in chat, they're like, you haven't watched it? I'm like, no. And then I watched it and it was pretty good. You know, maybe I should have watched it, you know, more than three years ago. But yeah, People get big mad if you haven't seen that movie. Yeah. That's impressive that you did watch it. When people tell me to watch something that I haven't done, I'm a stubborn child, and I'll be like, no, now I'm not going to watch it ever. That's because of you. It's like Celeste the video game. Not going to play it. I don't care how good it is. Not going to do it. Yeah, The more, I mean, the more you ask, the further it gets pushed out. Yeah, I, I mean, people ask, going back to like 2016, I think I maybe watched in like 2020, so I, I deferred for four years, and then I uh, just like whatever, wasn't doing anything. I, I actually sometimes like taking movie requests from chat and then just like watching, and mm -hmm. if it's good you know, singing the praise for whoever suggested it. And if it's bad, just making fun of whoever recommended it. So <laughs> that one was a, a good suggestion.
It is yeah. good to know that it, it holds up because like I saw that as a kid and that makes it the coolest movie of all time. But it's like if you, if someone watches Star Wars as an adult, they're like, this is not good at all, man. Like, what are you talking about? This might be controversial on the note of like Christmas movies and stuff we watched when we were younger. Home Alone is painful. Like when I was a kid, I loved it. But when I watch it while I'm older, I'm just like, what is this? You it's know, like Bob's is... favorite movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. It's, I get Home Alone 2 is trash, except <gasps> for the end of the movie. Get where out. it is the funniest thing in the world. Like, it is just, this should, this movie should be rated R. But it's a tiny kid throwing bricks at adults. And I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting them in the head and everything. The first one has some one-liners in there. And like, just, it, it all builds up towards the traps at the end. And I get that. And it is, there's a lot of unnecessary. It could literally be 20 minutes of just the traps. And I'd love it the same. But it's it's one of those movies I saw as a kid. And it'll stick with me for the rest of my life. I yeah. love it. I, I still think favorably just because when I was a kid, I loved it. But yeah. again, I, I watched it back and I was just like, mm, maybe <laughs> Kid Me didn't have the greatest taste. I don't know. <laughs> my my mom, she's like one of those people that like when she watches movies, she never laughs. Like she's the most lovely and warm person, but just nothing makes her laugh. Home Alone 2, you put it on and uh marv gets electrocuted and she is in tears she is like such a slapstick physical comedy kind of person and that whole she, she needs the physical yes. comedy <laughs> it makes I'm guessing me she laugh would like the like three stooges or That's oh yeah like is. all that stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah oh man three stooges hilarious the uh, um, what what is is there something in like a movie you guys watch that will always make you laugh like for example, one thing I can think of that will always make me laugh because it's so ridiculous is that whenever somebody's in a car and they lose control and they're like barely missing everything, like flying 90 miles an hour, everybody's freaking out, screaming, and yet they're somehow barely missing everything because it's so like, I'm like, imagine being in that situation, you're like, ah, like screaming, you're like barely, barely, you know, it's all going to be safe, but I don't know why that, that, that physical comedy at that level always makes me laugh. Like it's so, it's so dumb. <laughs> but it will always get me yeah. every time. For me, you guys remember? Do you guys watch Jump Street? Twenty One Jump Street I, or Twenty Two Jump Street? I, I, I forget. Yeah, I the movies. Yeah, yeah. I've not yeah, seen yeah. The, the TV I, show. I forget if it was the first or the second, but they they sort of had a play on that where like you know you kept waiting for an explosion to happen, but then nothing would happen, and then at the end, I think the thing carrying like a cart of chickens—that's the one that you know ended up yeah, having the huge explosion. <laughs> Just made me kind of think yeah. of that. But like they're just there. The there's like a yeah. there's like a gas tank that tips over and everybody's just waiting and like nothing happens and then <laughs> they're just setting up the whole movie for something to go down. One single line in a movie that will always make me laugh is in uh Step Brothers. And the one dude comes in, he's like, Why are you all sweaty? He goes, Oh, I'm watching cops. And I don't know why. <laughs> That single line just gets me, and it's so stupid. Like, and, and the and the other brother when he hears it is like, that makes sense, and just moves on with the day. And I just, for some reason, that line. That's why he's sweaty and show. <laughs> just watching cops. 
<laughs> that's the, I forgot about that line. That line is incredible. It's because he was he was playing on his drums and you don't touch his drums. And his excuse for being sweaty, I wasn't playing on your drums. I'm just sitting here watching cops and just thinking like, how intense do you have to be watching that show to break out into a sweat? I love all oh, that. And what's crazy is that I never used to laugh at it. I never even picked up on it, but a kid at work told me about it and he starts crying and it's contagious. So now that he's crying, laughing about it, I'm crying, laughing about it. And now every time I see it, I just can't help but just get a tear in my eye. It's such a good line. <laughs> so good. So good. <sighs> well, let's uh, let, let, let's move on here. Uh, Paco, we have you on here as our 12th guest i think maybe 13th guest at this point sounds like we've had a few <laughs> yeah yeah we, we've had we've had a few episodes where it's just been us stuff like that but i think we're at 15 i think we're on our 12th maybe 13th uh guest at this point uh happy to have you on here do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself you know i mean you've been on twitch for a quite a quite a while now right Qu quite a quite a number of years yeah so i uh in terms of my twitch history and maybe like Maybe 2013, I, I started streaming just like very casually. And like back then I was running an Unreal Tournament community. So my first streams were actually just me like shoutcasting matches and stuff like that. And then, you know, I played Terraria, a couple other things, but I, I was never like too, too serious about it. But then in 2015, they announced that uh, YouTube gaming was going to have a streaming service. So I actually started like going hardcore at streaming on YouTube because I thought like YouTube was going to compete with Twitch. And I was mm -hmm. like, you know, it might be easier to start up on a new platform. And uh, it actually went like pretty well, but I sort of saw the writing on the wall that like YouTube wasn't actually going to try to compete with Twitch. And so I jumped over in uh, 2016 and I uh, been streaming on Twitch ever since then. And uh, it's been a heck of a ride. <laughs> Now, have you, so you, you, you said you started off with Unreal Tournament, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and how long, when, when did you say, how long did you do that for? Like you said uh, shoutcasting, uh, uh, and eventually uh, were you streaming it too? Uh, uh, honestly, yeah, like a, a long time. So I actually, I, I haven't played too many video games. I'm, I'm the kind of person who I find a video game, I like it, I stick to it. And so when I was like 12 or 13, I downloaded the Unreal Tournament demo and uh, I kept playing it, you know, pretty pretty religiously up until about 2015. And so in around like 2010, I started up like a community, started running competitions, you know, doing showcasts with my buddy, Mr. Grins. And uh, it, was a, it was a pretty good run, something I, uh, something I enjoyed. So my first viewers and some of the people who still come by my stream, they know me more from like that era of things. Um, but I still, I still actually play it. Like it's the year 2023. And uh, I'll join organized pickup games and, you know, shoot the guns in Unreal Tournament still. Only, only 99. There's like several sequels, but I, uh, I just stuck to the original. You definitely have people are still with you because I've had people come to me and I don't I'm, I don't know what an Unreal Tournament is. So maybe you could like give me a little bit more background. But I've had people come to me and say, <laughs> oh, please ask Paco about the Unreal Tournament days. And I'm like, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Unreal Tournament, it's this game that was made by Epic Games. Epic made Fortnite. Mm -hmm. um, just a bit of background about them. But so it's this arena shooter, and uh, it's really hardcore. I played Instagib, which was like one-shot kill, but I also played a bit of weapons. 
but it was one of the first games that could be like heavily heavily modded so like epic puts out a game and then you have all these people where it's kind of like mario maker where like all these people make levels they make maps they make you know mods and mutators and the community sort of grew from there um and so it's just like a really really hardcore fps arena shooter and uh unfortunately that genre is not very popular now and i have my theories on why that is but i think it's kind of like it's a really steep learning curve and like nobody wants to join a game and get like absolutely pummeled and so i feel like that's what uh arena shooters you know have going against them so like the people who are into it, you know, 20 years later, like, there's still people who are, like, you know, keeping it going. People will probably be playing that until, you know, maybe, like, Windows 18 comes out and it's no longer compatible with uh, <laughs> running a game from 99. Machines and playing yeah. it still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until something like that, I, I have a feeling people will, people will keep playing it. But, uh, yeah, it was just, honestly, for me, like, one of the most fun games I, I've ever played and. That's why I stuck with it. It's funny you talk about uh, games that are hard, like people may, don't want to get into it because it's, you know, it's hardcore, right? It's 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 super fast paced. And like you said, the, the version that you played was a lot of like one shot kill, like a game like that, that I think is kind of cool. It, 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 I'd be interested to get into it if it wasn't for the barrier of everybody already being like legendary at is like uh, Counter-Strike or something like oh, that. I played that um, one, too. So I played that. Do like, you? Yeah. Um, I played it pretty hardcore for about five years, but I wish I played it, you know, not just Unreal Tournament, like, for those, like, 15 years there, because when I came over, it's tough. Like, I can aim, but I didn't know, like, the smarts on, like, how should I position myself? Like, what should I do? You know, one day, just just the, like, different layers to it. But I got, I got pretty good. Not, like, as good as I was at Unreal Tournament, but it's fun. But the, the thing about Counter-Strike is... If you're new, they actually have matchmaking where you'll be matched against people who are like similar skill level. So you can yeah. you can pick it up. Like it's not going to drop you in a game with, you know, some like pros who are just going to dunk on you, you know, 24/7. <laughs> um So yeah, it, it it is one of those like but but the thing like Counter-Strike can do that cuz it has like such a huge player base. So it can sort of like filter by all these skill levels whereas like something more niche like arena shooters like all the people who are playing it are really good so like when new people want to try it out it uh it doesn't go so great yeah and honestly going back to that time like people are pretty toxic you know what i mean like like the internet like i think back to like For playing sure. unreal tournament in the early 2000s and uh some of those people never grew up and they're still around playing so <laughs> It's not really inviting for uh, new new people to give it a shot. But back when I ran stuff, I was uh, I was pretty ruthless. Like if people gave people a hard time, you know, they had to deal with me. And uh, but nowadays that doesn't really exist. So it's it's pretty ruthless if you want to give it a give it a shot. <laughs> so back in the day, me and my buddies all had Sega Dreamcasts, and we all bought keyboards and mouses to play Unreal Tournament. Wow. And for Fantasy Star, too. So if I if I busted out my Sega Dreamcast keyboard and mouse, you know, you think I'd stand a chance, get a couple of kills, maybe, you know, <laughs> win a few win a few matches. I would get wrecked. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was fun. I got some I have fond memories of that game. You So you think if they had better matchmaking setups for arena shooters, because I miss arena shooters. I thought they were so much fun 
I thought they had like an arcade vibe to them. And then yeah. once once people I, that, get really I, good, like, the... yeah. Like, 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 I like the arcade vibe. Like, I don't like some of these shooters where it's like, you know, let's make it look as realistic as possible. And it looks like you're, like, shooting someone with a real gun. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just, like, old-fashioned. Like, I like the sort of, like, cartoony, mm-hmm. you know, separation right. of, you know, <laughs> the, the, the violence. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, like, the best attempt was a game called Diabotical. And it came out maybe, like two years ago and the game is so good it's so fun and it lasted all of two weeks so wow. <laughs> i i remember something about that yeah, yeah. i think there's like articles put out about how but, short-lived it was oh yeah and, and the, the, the guy who was designing the game was you know involved with quake which was another you know early arena shooter when i downloaded unreal tournament the decisions were like unreal tournament quake or counter-strike and uh counter-strike's the only game from back then that's still going strong but like diabolical was just like an amazing game and it just couldn't pick up any traction so i don't have too much hope about arena shooters making a resurgence i got my heart broke with uh doom 2 which is an amazing game i love doom 2 like the newer one that uh what's their face is eternal doom eternal i love doom eternal Mm -hmm. the multiplayer on that was the worst thing i've ever played in my life and, and I'm sure if it's good, if you like it, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying for me, I wanted like an arena shooter. I wanted to get back into that. And it was some weird monsters versus one Doom guy thing. And that broke my heart. And even the first Doom, like it had an arena shooter attached to it. Was it perfect? No. But I'm like, OK, I can get my fix and kind of move on. And I was really looking forward to putting some time into Doom Eternals. And uh, I forget what, like, the quote from the guy made me mad, too. It was like, no one wants arena shooters anymore. And, like, I was like, well, we don't want this either, whatever this is. I remember being super <laughs> frustrated by that. Yeah. So, so on the note of Unreal Tournament, they actually were going to make an Unreal Tournament sequel in 2014. And because I was, like, involved uh, in running my own community, I actually got flown out to Epic to, like, give feedback on the game. And so I was, like, super, super excited. I'm like, finally, you know, my favorite game from 1999, like, they're going to remake it. And it was, like, a great experience, but I could tell that, like, I could tell it wasn't really going to go anywhere. And you guys haven't heard about Unreal Tournament 4 because it's vaporware, you know, deleted off the Epic Game Store. But this was around the time that they were working on Fortnite. And so most of the people from the Unreal Tournament team got siphoned off to Fortnite. Wow. And then Battle Royale took off and the rest is history. But I, I wish it was Unreal Tournament that took off. You know, that would be... Uh, <laughs> it's what I was hoping for. Like, all I wanted was, you know, my favorite game to be properly remade. And mm-hmm. never, like never Fortnite? happened. It was okay. It was okay. Like, I played it, but... um. I didn't get like super, super into it, but like I played it a bit. I like more just, you know, shooting the guns versus like building towers and then like trying to build around the guy who's building around around me. And then, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm a, <laughs> I, I agree. I, I've never been a fan of shooting somebody and they turn into a house. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like it's like, seconds, oh, finally, so. I see someone and there's like a four story house. You know, they've got like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I've never gotten into Fortnite at all. Uh, I played a couple rounds here and there, uninstalled it, whatever. But 
I keep meaning to come back to it now that they've kind of done like now they have like a permanent no build mode because I'm like, okay, this actually seems like like there's ideas in the game I think are super cool. Like it's insane that you'll see John Wick shooting Spider-Man stuff like like that. That's insane. And it's super cool that stuff like that exists in a video game or like Kratos taking out a shotgun and shooting Frodo. I I don't know, something (laughs) like that. Like that's incredible to see in like in a video game. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But I keep meaning to come back to it, and I and I I just haven't had a chance to. I just don't have the time. But it, it I think they're doing cool things with it. It's yeah. just now they've introduced the no build. I keep meaning to come back. I just haven't. Do, I respect do you, it. Do you, just not for me. Like I don't like explore. I don't want to explore in my first person shooter. I want to shoot in my first person shooter. And right. then the the worst feeling in the world is like. I'm exploring 15 minutes. Haven't seen a person shot in the back. You're dead. You just wasted 15 minutes. And I'm like, that was you just described PUBG. Yeah. That's PUBG describes mm-hmm. the perfection. PUBG. It's like somebody who mm-hmm. somebody who you couldn't even render on your screen has taken a shot at you after you ran around for 20 <laughs> minutes. So that's sounds a lot like PUBG. <laughs> and I know that's a skill issue. I just I don't want to get good if no, I have to. I'm not going to say it's that. a skill issue. Oh. That's that's bogus, you know. PUBG was so jank. It was so yeah. jank. <laughs> did, did, did any of you play H1Z1? I almost called it Z1, but I had to remember this is my uh, I'm speaking with Americans right now. H1 <laughs> H1Z1. <laughs> I I know what it is. I've not played it. You didn't that that for me was the most fun battle royale release to date and it was so broken and so terrible but so fun you know like since then there's been a bunch more polished games that came out but they they didn't recreate the magic of early early h1 days Hmm. there was there was this thing where it was really popular in china and there was this thing called the red army and there was this guy who was streaming on do you and he would join and he had all these followers and they would get into the same game as him. And so, you know, there's like 160 people on the server. 50 of them are wearing red t-shirts and they called themselves the Red Army. And you would just get like zerged and they'd be like <laughs> screaming at you. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Kind of, Sounds like a great I time. That actually. It was really funny. But then if you like, if you killed him, all of a sudden the population would drop by 50 because he's re-queuing. So... <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was pretty fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So when and how did you get into Mario? Okay, so I always loved Mario. Um when I was a kid I played like Mario 1, mm-hmm. Mario 3, then like Super Mario World. And I never really moved past Super Mario World like up until I played Unreal Tournament, and even then, um, I would just play, like, the Donkey Kong series and Super Mario World. And so, um, I was just browsing Twitch, and there was this thing called Super Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched 10 seconds of a stream, and I was like, you can make and upload levels? I was like, this is amazing! And so I, like, frantically start Googling, you know, like, how can I get Super Mario Maker? And, uh... I was actually telling the stream, I think on, sorry, yeah, telling the story on stream the last time, but I went on, in Canada, it's called Kijiji, it's like the equivalent of Craigslist for you guys. Okay. And I saw, you know, somebody was selling a Wii U with Super Mario Maker for like 200 bucks all in, and, you know, like, within, within like two, three days of seeing the stream, I was in contact with this person, I, uh... I picked up the Wii U and like from there I just started playing Mario Maker. There's like a couple things in between when I went to pick it up. 
he told me that his girlfriend broke up with him and she was the reason why he got a Wii U. And I was like, so sorry, dude, as I like handed him the money and took the oh. Wii U. <laughs> but her her me is still on my Wii U, so when I boot up, I just see her and it's like I yeah. was I was sorry in about your, your relationship, but thanks for the Wii U. <laughs> I was in your last stream and I saw the other me and I was like, That's Who awesome. is that? Your wife? And when you ever said that, I was dying. Yeah. That's that's the title of the episode, right? Sorry about your relationship, but thanks for the Wii U. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. So are you, do you like creating levels or are you just super pumped? Like what were you more excited to get into Maker the first time you played it? Was it the creation aspect or like getting other people? I, I just wanted creation? to play. I just wanted to play. Um, so... I just thought it's the coolest thing, you know, like, as I said, somebody who grew up loving Mario and like, I used to just speed run playing SMW before there's any like speedrun.com or like anybody's even talking about it. I've just tried to like beat it as fast as possible. Um, and so just playing it was the main thing for me. And I probably waited, I want to say five months before I made my first level and I didn't have a stylus and I, I had a Q-tip. I still have the Q-tip saved somewhere. Like the Q-tip oh I gosh. used to make like my first... Kind of levels. Yeah, I used a Q-tip. Uh, <laughs> but once I started making levels, I uh, I got pretty addicted to that too. Um, and so yeah, just like playing, making, like I I love I love all of it. Although I, I will say as well, like my first couple levels are just terrible. I, I went back and I I played them maybe like a month ago, and it's like, what are you thinking? Like this was this was not a good choice. But you know, you 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 learn along the way, and. Uh, I feel like I feel like I get better, you know, just the more reps, the more things I make, I learn, you know, things not to do. <laughs> Your levels are mean. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play these. I'm so, excited now. I like a mean level. They, they're they, mean. They, 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 they might be. There, there's a few rude things in my levels, but that's because I think it's funny. You know, it's not mean with like a mean spirited thing. It's more mean in the sense of. When something bad happens to the player, I just find it hilarious. And so... <laughs> <laughs> to this day, I think Kaizo blocks are the funniest thing in the world. Same. I love... It's the simplest thing. Anytime anyone I watch gets wrecked by a Kaizo block, it could just be one jump at the beginning. Boom, Kaizo block dead. Hilarious to me. It will yep. never yep. not be funny. And I'm, I'm all in on rude levels like that. I, I think it's good too though when they're not like overused so that like when you when you catch one it's pow right in the kisser whereas you know yeah. if there's always one and I, I feel like there's sort of etiquette around a good Kaiser block I think if you know what's there or you can anticipate that there might be one there it should be easy to avoid the ones that I think give Kaiser blocks a bad name is when it just makes the obstacle you know a hundred times more difficult that's when I'm thinking mm, Maybe, maybe could have done without this one, but it's all personal preference. I try to make them so that they're not hard to avoid. Just you feel bad when you hit them. Yeah. <laughs> What's so fun is when you get to know a creator and like you can kind of anticipate or like they'll take two levels off. Like, you know, they like putting a troll at the end of the level. You see the flagpole. There's a cliff. And the first time you play it, you get Kaizo to your death and you're like, OK, I've learned my lesson. But the next three times you play their level. You're so tense at the end. 
and there's nothing there. And they just sit there and laugh at you because they know they didn't put a troll. And then finally you let your guard down a little bit. And then that's when they put the next troll in. <laughs> I, just, I think that's so clever. I love it so much. One of my most memorable ones. So my, my favorite level creator, I, I'm pretty open about it, freaking Ha. And mm -hmm. like for me, he's such an inspiration. He's helped me a bunch with, with mine. But I remember playing his levels back in maybe 2017. I started playing a bunch of them. And he kept getting me at the end. And I vividly remember there was this SMB3 airship. And you go through a pipe and you see the goal. And I just remember being, you know, like just just frozen there thinking, what is he going to do to get me? And because of the way the screen's panning, as I'm sitting there trying to analyze what's happening, all of a sudden there's torches that just pop up from the bottom that weren't visible. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm sitting there for five seconds, so that's my penalty for just sitting there. And I, yep. it was yep. uh, it was really, really well done, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like the torch went off after a second. It's me being like, what is he going to do? Like, this is so, so, so then... And I'm like, oh my god, like, <laughs> I didn't walk into so, it, I stood into it, and it was, uh, I felt, I felt bad. So it, it, it's cool, to, it, it's great when creators just know, someone's gonna stand here and just analyze for a second, and this is when I get them, like, it, it yeah, I, I, you see that occasionally, and it's awesome when that happens, it's awesome. Yeah, like, if, if so, you can predict what the player's gonna do, there's even some times where, uh, in some of my levels, I have setups where, you know how people like to ditch the Yoshi? Oh, I'll yeah. have like a Kaizo mm -hmm. block when they go for the ditch. And uh, I've seen some people feel pretty bad when they go to do it. But it was totally <laughs> avoidable. You could have just touched the goal, but instead they're like, ah, Yoshi, you're going down. Yeah, and we're... No, you're going down too, bud. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That, that is good. That is Karma good. check at the end of the level. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not because I'm like, oh, you shouldn't kill Yoshi's. I, I'm, it's whatever I'm feeling at the time. I just mm -hmm. thought it would be funny because I knew some people wouldn't be able to resist. <laughs> For me, that's like a sign of a really good level creator is when you can add that troll at the end. You've killed like I'm dead now because of that troll, but I'm still excited to go through the level again. Because yes. like the level even to get there is so much fun. And I, I love that when. You know, I don't like I'm mad. It's funny. And like, I'm never mad. It's always funny. It always has stream value, too. And then to go back and if the level is fun enough, it's like it's the best. It's chef's kiss. When you get trolled, you get to play a fun section again and you get to dodge it. Or like they do the layered troll where you get trolled. You go back and you dodge the troll into another troll. It's just I, I love I love a good one, man. So, so I, th I think this actually does make me a mean creator, but. I have this one level, I think it's something like 10 out of 20,000, so it's outrageously difficult. And you would think that after beating, you know, the very difficult part, there wouldn't be a Kaizo to the goal. And I feel like most players would say, you know, this level's so unreasonably difficult, surely nobody would do this, but I... <laughs> I did it. I did it. So I, I guess I am, you know. <laughs> It's a little mean. Just so a little. Mean. Just, that's so, that's so mean. <laughs> and, and, and because of that, it's at 10. How many people have gotten there and just gave up? Oh, they didn't want to redo everything. Broken I want to say that like five out of the 10, five out of the 10, you know, probably hit it. The other few maybe saw somebody else hit it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it, a, a lot of the people who hit it did not give the level a like. They beat it out of the spike because they're like, I spent two hours on this. You know, I'm yep. getting on the clear. and. <laughs> so many broken controllers that has to make you like just sleep sound at night knowing you broke you're helping nintendo sell controllers 
So but you, I, I, I you, feel like uh, if you started it, with, you got to take it. And trust me, I've, I've, I've taken it, you know? Yep. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. As, as a streamer. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So you said you, so you got into Mario Maker with, with this Wii U that was from a broken relationship. Yes. Uh, was it pretty much just Mario Maker from there on out on stream? Pretty, pretty much. Once so, you got that? Um, no. So this was back when I started on YouTube and I was actually streaming twice a day. So I did Mario and then late night I would play H1. So it was like mm. two sort of different demographics because mm -hmm. uh, I do like, you know, FPS shooters. Um, I like battle royales if they're fun and there hasn't been a fun BR in a couple of years. And so I was doing both, but eventually I transitioned to mostly Mario and then maybe I would do like a Frag Friday and play FPS, you know, maybe one day a week. Um, but I just find like Mario Maker is the easiest game to boot up, you know, have have a good time with. And, uh, you know, all these years later, like, I still love it. You know, I think there's something wrong with me. Like, <laughs> I still love it. <laughs> you, I mean, like today you're, you're playing Mario Maker 1, right? Yeah. So um, I, you, I have Mario yeah. Maker 2. It's it's fun. But like, there's something about Mario Maker 1, the, the physics um the ways that you could cheese and outsmart you know level creators whereas like in mario maker 2 they they gave the timmies a buff and the stuff where i could you know outwit outsmart them now it's like oh no you have to do this obnoxious obstacle have fun and uh it's just less fun in my opinion than than one like like there's just certain tech and certain things you could do that you just can't do in two mm-hmm but I still like two. Two's a, two. Two is a better game, but one is a more fun game. And when I say better game, it's like more polished, more put together. Sure. But like what makes Mario Maker so fun is just how unpolished and goofy it is, you know? At least for me, that's, that's what I like about it. <laughs> Endless, terrible compared to 100 Man. Costumes were so much fun. And like, as you said, like, there's something it's not nintendo making the levels so they shouldn't be like oh no this is not intended like just let it go you know kind of deal but that's from someone yeah. who would just you know seems like they over over regulate sometimes but I, whoever said endless was a good idea they need to be fired or just say like do 100 man <laughs> and then <laughs> do you want to continue whoever yes. redesigned the spike hitbox get rid of them you know and i don't <laughs> want that anybody too. to lose their job but whoever said hey we should make this pixel perfect. Get them out of here. You know, or at least put them in a different department. Yeah. Unbelievable. I do. You can go to the mail room or something. Yeah, give them, give them the mail room or something. Yeah. Let's do this right. Give them a promotion. Give them more money, but send them to the mail room. They're not allowed to design hitboxes anymore. So they can still have a yeah. happy life and happy family, but they are not doing hitboxes anymore. I like this. Exactly. I, I want them to do great. I just don't want them to have any say if Mario Maker 3 comes out on like, you know, and I think they've maxed it out. I don't think they can make that hitbox any bigger. So <laughs> life finds a way. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, what? before we go any further, I, I got to say there's there's a copy pasta that's been going around that first for some reason for a long time, I thought it was about you. It's about the the Paco, Paco Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yeah, no, <laughs> yes. different Paco, different Paco. <laughs> yeah, like I I heard it recently uh, in a stream, like a couple weeks ago. It, it suddenly I don't know. It, it, this is from something a couple of years ago, but for some reason the copy pasta has gotten big again. 
And I didn't, I only half paid attention to it was, and I saw the, your, like, Paco in their net. I just assumed it was like <laughs> somebody made some weird copy pasta about you. And it just kept going, and, and I, just, I just see it repeatedly in streams, and I was just like, okay, apparently, you know, Paco's back, so somebody <laughs> made some copy pasta and is putting it out there, and for some reason, for the longest time, I thought it was about you until actually this morning I looked it up, because I wanted to, I was like, is this actually about him? <laughs> he's going like, to be our guest here. Let me see if this is actually about him. Uh, no, I think it's the nine-year-old. Was he from Venezuela? And uh, Yeah. The Nintendo lawyers came for him. They haven't come for me yet, so. <laughs> They haven't come for you breaking their cheesing their levels too much or breaking their games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so your so your streaming career, uh we know uh you know Mario Maker 1 came out, 2 came out in 2019, is 2019. that correct? 2019. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then I I'm sure you played that for a good while. Yeah. Uh and then uh 2020 hit, right? And we had, you know, all the big lockdown and mm -hmm. stuff. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? We, I know you, you had to step away for a while. Yeah, I have probably like a different outlook on the lockdown because I got like sick at the start of the pandemic and then mm -hmm. I I've mostly been sick ever since then, so I uh I came back for like half a year last year and then I'm I'm back now where uh I'm doing like a lot better than I was before, um, but I'll just say I, I wish I was, you know, like streaming and like doing stuff. Because like for me, like I, I love streaming. It's it's fun. And uh, to not be able to do it, it. Uh, yeah, it sucks. And uh, just just like on, on another note, uh, it blows my mind that like people still watch me because I've been gone for, you know, so long, you know, like in streaming, it's one of those things like if you're not there. Like the world keeps spinning even if you're not there and so the fact that you know like my community still comes by my streams and like people still stop by i think it's uh it's it's pretty cool and i'm i'm humbled by that oh well, that's definitely awesome like because you had a time and you were off for like about a year or so and yeah. you came back for a little bit and then it you know same thing i had to take some time off again and now you're back because before you were you're pretty much full time streamer, right? And yeah. I, was that your your source of income for, for at least for you personally? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, I, I was full time. And then on top of Twitch, I was also doing YouTube. So I was putting out several videos a week and uh, mm -hmm. it actually came out like I mean, there was no good time to get chronically ill. But like I felt like my channel and everything was doing like really, really well. And then I. Uh, 2019 honestly was my best year. I felt like everything was going great, and then, uh, you know, things uh, things happen. But I'm I'm just happy to be back. Like right now, I'm streaming just once a week. Like I'm hoping to uh, get up to two days, and from there, you know, keep going up. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's just something that I, I've like missed. Like I, I I love it. You know, like I I, I don't know if if you come by my stream like. I just I, I enjoy being there. Like I've always enjoyed it. So uh, being away has uh, not been fun. For, for me, I, I met I met Paco while he was on hiatus and I had never seen your stream before. I had heard of you as as I was in the Mario community and stuff, but I had never actually been to a Paco stream. And I was so excited, like just to finally like see what it was like. And your comeback stream was incredible 
It was so hype. I had never heard the theme song, the incredible Paco, the the hype, the people. And I didn't know how you were as a streamer. Like, I only had known you in the communities and when you pop by my stream. And something I'm so I'm always so impressed by with you. You have so many people in that stream and you read everything. You acknowledge everyone. I'll be in streams where like there's nine people there and the streamer misses half of chat. You make every single person feel so important and so special. That's a gift. I don't know how you do it, how you can read all those messages all the time and like respond to everybody and play the game with so many people there. It's just crazy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like, I think I'm just really good at like reading peripherals where I can like play <laughs> and read at the same time. I used to be even better, but like I, I'm still doing okay. I, I also used to have a knack where I used to have just like really, really good memory where somebody could write something in my chat and I would remember something they wrote four years ago when they're not even a regular. I don't have that anymore. I'm still pretty good, though. But I, I actually freaked someone out because uh, this was like back in the day when I was still streaming on YouTube. Somebody submitted me a level and I remembered their user ID and that was their Twitch username. And I was like, oh, I remember playing your level where they're like, I've never been to the stream before. And I like brought up their pro I'm like no I'm like no I beat your level and they're like oh that's really weird that you remember that but I <laughs> I used to <laughs> used to have that going as I said I feel like I'm getting it back though slowly slowly but I I appreciate the kind words honestly that's uh that's very very nice of you to say and nice nice to hear um so thank you <laughs> absolutely like I think uh let's see i i think i found you like a slade raid way back in the day or something like that back in 20 i guess 2019 right yeah so, it's cool yeah it's cool to see i mean yeah, obviously you took time off and stuff but when you come back i mean you get yeah everybody's coming in there you got everyone raiding you and never everyone's all excited and that, that's awesome to see that you know the community rallying behind you know a, a loved person who you know used to be a regular and is trying to come back and everything that's awesome to see yeah and uh, honestly so yeah even just this is like kind of an aside but it's related you know in the years 2016 up until 2020 like i didn't really take any time off i was like super freaked out that you know it's like the mindset of you're you're doing a stream you know if, if you're not there like as i said the world moves on and so um i now realize that you know i probably could have taken a week here taken a week there seeing how i you know took a year and <laughs> A lot of people are still there so that's one of those things that like i wish i didn't have to have what happened happen to to learn that but um yeah i just think back to you know i totally could have taken a day or two here and there and like not panicked about you know not there because i don't know for me personally like i i put like a lot of pressure on myself and uh i guess i just put like a lot that it's like oh you know you don't want to take time off you don't want to do this that but yeah, after missing like two and three quarters years out of like the last three and a half years, I've realized that I probably could have taken uh, a day or two or even three. <laughs> I'm a huge uh, oh, yeah. WWE fan, wrestling fan. I love professional wrestling and like the entertainment aspect of it. And for me, Twitch is something very similar. Like you can have these characters, you have it, but it's it's year round. It's week to week. And listening to a lot of wrestlers talk when they get injured and they go out sounds so similar because they're like, 
their comeback. They're nervous. Are the fans going to remember me? They're sweaty. And like, they all come back with the same thing. They're super emotional. They're so glad to be back. They probably could have spent more time with their family. And I'll tell you from my perspective, I'm t- if I take two days off, terrified. If I get to the third day, I'm like, well, it's back to square one for me. And so I still have that mindset you're talking about, but you put so much like love and effort into it. So I'm trying to be like, it's okay. Spend time with your wife, dude. Like you're allowed to take these days off, but I totally feel that. I, I promise it's, it's, you're allowed. I promise <laughs> you can, you can trust me on that. Like, I, uh, as, as I said, like, I mean, there, there's like a balance, but I think just for me, like, I, I probably had a, a really bad balance where it's like, no, like, you can't, like, you got to do this, you got to do that. And then, uh, yeah, I just learned that, you know, you need a day, take the day or like, you need, you need a week, take the week. Um, that's just, you know, my mindset going forward. I mean, I don't stream for a career by any means. I have a full-time job, but you know. I take streaming really, really seriously. And I have the same thing. If, if I, if I'm having a day where I'm just like, I, I don't think I can bring it today. I struggle with like taking it. I'll, I'll go to Ponja Taco and cheese pops and be like, they're going to forget me. They're going to find somebody else, you know? And it's so important to put yourself first and put that in perspective because you're pops has, has said this to me multiple times. Like you, if you're not going to bring your all like, and, and have a good time take a day T- take yeah. it from us anyone listening who is a streamer like if you need a day take your day recharge come back stronger than ever because like if anything paco is a beautiful example of that because his people came back and not and he didn't just take a day off he took all the time that he needed in months and months and there they are and i i see people i i'm in every paco stream and I see people, you know, with over 70 months in there and they never stop subbing to him. You know, your people love you for for who you are. So you got to you got to have something in your cup to pour to others. So if you need if you need to take the time, take the time. Yeah, as as I said, very, very humbling. And also, I I can tell you if you need honestly, all all of you, if you you need a day, honestly, take take the day. And and my mindset, too, um, I did you know, sometimes take days back in the day, but that was more like, instead of planning fun things, it was more like reactive. Like if Mm -hmm. I, you know, didn't feel great or I wasn't in a good mood and like my philosophy too, most of the days that I took up until 2020 were, you know, days where I was like, I can't put on a good show. And, you know, I'd rather put on no show than like have somebody come and I'm in like a bad mood. And then when they click off my stream, you know, I don't want to like pass on those vibes to, anyone else so like the days that i did 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 take were the ones where i was like you know i just didn't have it but i'm also fortunate because sometimes too like my chat is pretty funny like the days where i wasn't like you know here even if i was like here i feel like they could like make up the difference and sort of like carry me across the the finish line and be entertaining yeah because yeah. honestly like i could just sit there and not even say anything and they'd probably be like cracking themselves up and cracking <laughs> me up so <laughs> That's what's so cool. Cause you get that, like, there's that leeway. Like I can be 50% to a hundred. I'm going to stream because you're going to go, you're going to hit go live and it's going to be hard to hit go live. But once you do, there's that one jerk that just knows how to make fun of you. And like, that's all you need is that one person's like, Hey, what's up jerk face? Were you ready to be terrible at Mario? And you're like, you know what? Yeah, that's exactly what I feel like doing is being terrible at Mario. But it's just, it's when you're below that 50 line where like, 
you know what? Maybe that's your one chance to impress this one viewer. And maybe you'll have a viewer for life, but you just went in and just were like, Bleh. and now you'll never get another shot at it. That's that's where you just got yeah, to. Exactly. Like there's that threshold. And like, yeah, for me before, it's like if I can't hit this threshold, I, I don't want to. But there's other times where I was like borderline. But as I said, you know, just like chat being able to, you know, do their own thing. And honestly, I'm convinced some people, some people come to my chat just to like see some of the other chatters. It's not even me. They're like, what's this? Why is this guy on the screen? Like, I'm going to stop talking. They're just like going back and forth with one another. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I like it. I feel like uh, I got a pretty cool community of people who, who stop through. I think the Mario community is so it's they're so spat. Like there's there's a good mix, but the majority are super good hearted. Just want to have fun. Just want to see the streamer get trolled and just <laughs> and enjoy their time. And like, it's such a cool escape. And literally everyone, if it's even if it's like SMW ROM hack community, I don't know if just why I said it that way. I love the ROM hack community. Like everyone in the Mario community is welcoming, <laughs> wants to see each other succeed. And I've just it's it's been a blessing. Cause I've seen other communities like it's like going back to Xbox 360 toxicity oh, yeah. days. Like you gotta know everyone or else no one's gonna talk to you. Like you have to be in this stream for at least a year before you get acknowledged and things like that. And that's, it's not the case with Mario. Yeah, like, like for me, I would say most of the streams that I watch are within the Mario community. And sometimes when I like branch out and go to like different areas, it's almost like, almost like culture shock, just seeing like how different things are. Whereas like a lot of the streamers and viewers and people in Mario, I'm like, these are people who I relate to and like. And then that's not to say there's not people who I don't like outside of it. It's just you know, a lot easier to find people that I like, you know, within the community than when I branch out and go other places. <laughs> I think that sometimes we don't even realize like how lucky that we are in the Mario community because I, especially in Mario Maker, because yeah, there's trolls and people who want you to play, play my level, play my level. But then there's, there's the bulk of the community that wants to help you. And I have like a specific memory of one night and I, I had just started my get good challenge in Mario Maker and I was doing the, the expert levels, which are not difficult levels, but I was so new and Paco was in my stream and I was taking like two hours on this level and all I had to do was like up throw shells and it was so simple. It was something that I could now probably do in three minutes, but he stayed the whole time. And I remember, I remember Paco, I don't know if you remember this. You're like, I'm going to hold was my that when breath. I was holding my breath? Yes, when you were holding your breath. I was just going to say that. You were like, <laughs> you're like I'm going to hold my Wait. breath until you beat the level. That's so and, good. I'm and stealing then I that it. everywhere now. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, Paco, you're not going to be around very long if you hold your breath. And then I beat the level that try. Yeah, I, I just remember you, you're like, it's not going to go so hot for you. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, I did it. I did it. <laughs> anyway. That's so good. Yeah. If you don't beat this level, I'll probably die. Good luck, though. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> so awesome. I'll be, I'll be passed out on the floor here. <laughs> oh, I love that. The other thing that's cool about, uh, I mean, the, the Mario community, too, is that, I mean, like, it, it, it's not huge. I mean, it, it's big, but it's not this massive thing, right? You can usually pop in any stream and you'll recognize at least somebody, right. you know, uh, be like, oh, yo, what's up? You know, whatever. Uh, yeah. and, and that in and of itself is pretty cool. You know, it's uh, nobody. I mean, 
people have their preferred streamer. No, nobody's like an exclusive streamer to like these 200 people only watch this person, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. It is all shared throughout. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and it, it, because of the size and I mean, and now, now, albeit it is smaller than it, it, you know, as games progress and stuff like that, it is smaller now, which hopefully it'll regrow at some point with some things maybe that'll come out in the future. I don't know. But it is cool because everything is a, being part of a smaller thing. You know, it, first off, it helps boost streamers because, you know, there's fewer people to watch. It's not it's not like you got to scroll like 400 streamers to find one specific person. Uh, you know, you go in like right now, Mario Maker 2. I don't know. It probably has like maybe like right now I'm going to guess like maybe three rows of people streaming. Mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, like and you probably recognize the names. And so it is kind of cool. I mean, it hasn't always been like that, but it is now. Yeah. So just being a smaller thing, you know, it does help streamers, you know, streamers get to affiliate pretty quick streaming Mario exclusively, stuff like that. And it is kind of cool to see that, though. It's it's interesting to see how things change. Like back in the day, the thing is like there's probably 20 people doing viewer levels at any one time, whereas I feel like in Mario Maker 2, it was less of a thing. And especially now, uh I don't think there's as many people who are doing, I mean, there still are. It's just like before it was like guaranteed if you made a level, you know, you could pick between like, and people would go to like, see how big the list was to see if they were going to get in. Like, is it random? Are they going in order? And then you would have all these dump and runners and like everybody would be able to like spot out the dump and runner because your community knows who like the regulars are and somebody's just adding a code. Meanwhile, you're doing like, Hundred Mario and somebody's adding a code. It's like, dude, you're not even reading the stream description. <laughs> like, I, I I feel like that's definitely less nowadays. Like, I oh, like I I don't I don't really stream Mario Maker anymore. It's been a long time since I've done it. But like, even when I was towards the end of it, uh, there just there wasn't as many like play my level streamer. Like that meme kind of is dead to an extent now. I think it was more of a uh, Mario Maker one kind of thing, and. Uh, yeah, I I just vividly remember you'd have like five people minimum a stream just dumping running like putting a code in and it was just fun to like spot them out and sometimes make fun of them. Um. <laughs> and you could always you could always see it because they would come in and they would just write all they would write is I hit enter. Yes. And then wait about two minutes, 30 seconds later and suddenly there's be you know add code and then that's oh, yes. but they would always start off just high first oh, so, time chatter so, so some had a formula others were just straight up dumping runners like no formalities just like add code you know they're just <laughs> i feel like cheese pops to business it has a special stream cheese cheese you, cheese pops you primarily do viewer levels in mario maker 2 mm-hmm. and it's got to be like how you run the show but i feel like 95% of the time people are so respectful and super cool like we get you get the trolls every once in a while but like I don't know for a viewer level like stream it runs better than any other viewer level stream I ever watched it, there was a lot of hard lessons along the way the biggest one if the level's terrible I'm not going to say it's terrible I'm just going to stop playing and moving on because I don't if it's a kid the last thing I want is to be like, hey, kid, like even if it's a play my level person, mm-hmm. like I was 13, too. I yeah. would probably hate 13 year old me and like 13 year olds grow up in the community. And every time I see play my level, my first reaction is to get annoyed. My second reaction is like, OK, 
we got a kid in the Mario community, especially this late into it, that's a good thing. I want as many people in here making levels as possible, so I'll try to be gentle, but there is a point where they start, like, interfering with the stream, and you kind of gotta be like, I try to make a joke out of it, like, my my most recent favorite one is like, it's hard being 13, you know? You're starting <laughs> to get hair where you didn't have hair, you're, you're worrying about getting dates, and and, st- and trying to make fun without <laughs> making fun of the kids specifically. But that's the hardest lesson. If a level's terrible, don't don't suffer through it unless you've right. unless you're having fun with it. Like there's terrible and then there's fun terrible. And like mm-hmm. it, once you learn that, like I'm not gonna say this level's trash and never make a level again because I want them to make more levels. I'm just gonna go play one of my favorite creator levels and then I'll do a couple of those and then I'll go back. I changed the title from viewer levels to viewer level. And for me, that's <laughs> so I'll get one in there. That's the secret. I, I think for me, like I tried never to be mean to people like I, I, might, I might like make fun of the levels a little bit. But the one exception I have, if I stumble on a dev exit, I will roast like I don't care if you're 13, 26, 39. I'm going by, you know, increments of 13 here. If I find your dev exit, you are getting roasted like 100 <laughs> percent. Yeah, I'll learn at some point. If you're yeah, I, don't, to put it I, out there. I don't care if you're six, you're getting roasted. I found your dev exit and you should feel bad. But <laughs> I think my rule is if I make fun of your level, that means I like you and I know you can handle it kind of deal. Mm-hmm. If I if if I'm yeah. super nice and the level is terrible, it's like I don't know this person yet. And you can I try to make it so regulars can see in my face, like, mm-hmm. okay, this is oh, something know. special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and, and and we know and we know the people in your stream who are like, I mean, you you just tell them how terrible their level is, but <laughs> you you know the people, you you know your audience yes. who who you could say this level is the worst. Oh, this person's up. Oh, guaranteed, I'm gonna hate this level. You know, <laughs> no, they can take it. But now, what I have to respect, you know, the master. If I find a dev exit, I am now just gonna be the most toxic person I can be. <laughs> like, this is the way. You, you, all right, look me in the eye. This is the worst level I've ever played in my life. You should feel bad. Uninstall the game. Return your system. Start reading books, because this level creating thing isn't for you. You're going to have to be good at math or something. You better hope you're beautiful. All right, next level. I, I, I just feel like they have it coming. You know, like they make this outrageously difficult thing, which might not even be possible. But there's this just, you know, one little trick they have to, to get through. There, there's actually a viewer I have now. And I still remember he gave me some consistency level where I had to do something like 500 shell jumps. And then I found the key and uh, I roasted him, but he still watches. So we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I miss it with one, because you could just download the level quickly mm-hmm. or like try sections out. Yeah. Because the creator gets that mm-hmm. advantage too. Like the creator yeah. can practice each section and then go through the yep. gauntlet. And I just, I sort of see why they got rid of it but at the same time there's no like no, if i want to play they should, the- they should not have gotten rid that was I, a I agree. terrible decision so i used to be probably i'll say like 97 percent of the levels i got like if i'm doing super expert i lose to the level i would say 90 plus percent of the time i would want to beat it but i would download it and i would practice a section or I, I, I would download it and look and say okay i can beat this like i know what to do but in Maker 2, if you get something that's outrageously difficult, you don't know how much is coming up. Like, you can't practice a section where you're like two minutes into this hardcore level. I'm just not going to sit there all stream and play it. And so 
I feel like that was something else where I think it got worse because for me it was satisfying to beat levels that beat me, but I'm just not gonna commit to something where I, uh, I don't know how much is left or what to do or if I'll be able to do a part, a part of it. It made it harder on cr good creators too, because now they have to put like, uh, you know, a good creator will have those doors that like jump forward sections so they can show you each, and they don't want to have to do I, that. I hate that. If, if a level has a door where I have to practice a section, I'm not playing that level. And I used to play really hardcore levels, but if I, if I have to go through doors to practice this part, like I'm just, I'm just not going to play it. You just <laughs> rather like just download it and go yeah. to that specific now, section. It, it, exactly. And right. then less time wasted versus, yep. you know, like takes like three seconds for the screen to start over. Then there's like another second to get to the door, another second for the transition. And it's just unnecessary. You know, I, I mean, it's not the creator's fault. It's just for me as a player, it's not fun for me to, uh, that much to go through all that just to play a level. Yeah. And and like why they would do it, take it away is like, well, you want to be surprised. I can still, if I want to be surprised by a level, I can still play it the old fashioned way. I can still do that. But there's, <laughs> there's so much the, the pros versus the cons, like why get rid of that? What's the point? Like, who yeah. is that helping? Mm -hmm. That one kid that doesn't want people to find their dev exits. Like, let me practice I these really tough levels. It could be like a cost-saving thing because it's less fun. People upload less levels, play less levels, and that's less burden on the Nintendo servers. So maybe they're just thinking ahead with that one. Let's have less fun. You know, I, I, I would say that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but then it's Nintendo, which I'm the biggest yeah. Nintendo fanboy. It's just some of their decisions. I don't, I don't get it, but... Like they, they, they got their money for Mario Maker 2. I don't think too many people are buying it at this point. So if people were to, to just stop playing it and uploading to it, I'm sure they wouldn't really have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. It is. It I is. Said, I'm like you. I have fun with it. Like I'm only a couple of thousand hours in and I didn't really play one that much, but I watched one a ton. Mm -hmm. Bomb hacks a ton. <clears throat> and so when I finally started streaming... I'm like, I'm going to be a Castlevania speedrunner. And then I realized that was really hard. And then just hitting go live and playing other people's level, not as hard and so much more fun. It's and fun. Yeah. It's a blast. And you yeah. don't have to prepare for a stream. You just go in and people bring you levels, which is super convenient. And like, I want, I want more. I want more. But like, as you said, like Nintendo is just going to let it let it dry up for a while but luckily there's still a lot of levels out there i can go back and play and rom for, hacks are everywhere for me i was so disappointed when you know they had dlc they would put out an update and every time they added new items or new things the game would just get the spike and how hard is it for them even if you know once every six months they add two extra enemies or they give a new tile set like anything like that would breathe so much life and interest into the game and instead, you know, within a year, they're like, this is all you got. Bye. And uh, <laughs> I talk about that every podcast. It was the yeah. worst. I was so I <laughs> threw a chair through a window metaphorically because they, they literally like and we're never updating this again. I have never seen yeah. that before. 
And what is they, they, they could have left it open-ended. They could have been like, you know, maybe there's stuff in the future. And they're like, no, no we're no. done. There will be we no Christmas out. this year. Any any potential excitement, even though it was never going to happen, we're just confirming. Done. This they is the final update. Just Anything from here on out, we will be removing features. No new features will be added. And it's like... You can only okay. create with snake blocks and blowy joeys from now on. The deluxe yeah. edition. Yeah. You just got me super mad. I'm so that was the worst day of my life. Literally, the worst day of my life is when they're like, "We're never updating it again." Why say that? They even yeah. they've never said that with any other game in history. Wait, I still think Double Dash open-ended. is going to get DLC. Yeah. Yeah. There's a chance. Yeah. I won't say which finger they held up to the community because it's a, a PG podcast, but they definitely held one up. I'll say, I, and it wasn't the thumb. I think they did. It wasn't the thumb. No. And it was so early in the life still. Yeah. And like, they just, they, I think they're just like, all right, dump everything. We're out because it was such a huge update, which I was, they, they brought a ton to it, but I think they had a plan to like drag it out a lot longer, which would have been, I've been okay with. It seemed rushed. They just like dumped the stuff. Like it looked like they had a slot. I think people were, were, uh, hypothesizing that maybe Mario 2 was going to have its own mode. And then all of a sudden they were like, ah, no, we'll just make it a power up. Right. And uh, yeah, I just remember, I remember being stunned. I'm like, wait, that that's it. We're, we're done here. <laughs> and uh, here, I, here I am. It's 2023. Still, still stunned, still shocked. Right. Actually, I'm not. It's Nintendo. I'm disappointed. I'm not stunned or shocked. I have yeah. no expectations for Nintendo. I love their games. I don't love the company. I don't. They could have just did like the Tanuki suit. Like, what's the one where you could turn into the statue and stomp down? Yeah, yeah. people would have loved that. Just, Thousands just, just of people would have opened the game again <laughs> just to hit the down button and turn into a statue and be like, "Wow, I'm a statue!" Right? You know, that simple. Hammer Brothers suit. It's, it's, it's wild to me because I'm looking it up now. Mario Kart Eight originally released May 29th of 2014 just got dlc like in the last week or something Couple like days that. ago yeah the the final the, I, I, and, and they're done with it it sounds like they, they've actually added a thank you for playing right. now to the final one but 10 years later i know i know i had a re-release but 10 years later you know mario kart 8 and, and i understand it's like their number one selling switch game yep. of all time but it, it just it just got 10 10 year old game got dlc <laughs> <laughs> and that was announced out of like nowhere that they were going to su- suddenly start supporting this game for like the next two years or year and a half, whatever they did. Uh, and they dropped a whole ton of stuff that people like. And they, 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 they went really they went really into that game. I don't know why they chose. I mean, I understand it's the biggest, like I said, the biggest selling game, but they really went hard into that game out of nowhere. And really beefed it up. Yeah, I think Nintendo really doesn't understand how much the Twitch and online community means to the Mario brand. Like every time GDQ is on the one time it's guaranteed to be packed with a crowd of people cheering super Mario world and Mario maker. Those two are all, it's not for Mario on the Wii U. It's not new super Mario brothers Two deluxe. It's not those games. It's the games that the fans have kept alive. And so people like Paco, people out there making ROM hacks, you know, people streaming it on Twitch are so huge to the point where like kids are coming in. Kids don't know anything about like 
you know, half of the sequels, but they still know Super Mario Brothers or Super Mario World and the ROM hacks, and they're into those. They don't want to play the game, like things like that. And then the movie comes out, the brand is bigger than ever because it's just such a huge community. And I think, you know, Mario Maker and ROM hacking community has been a huge part of it. Like, that's what sucked me into Twitch. Yeah, is me the, too. Like, ROM hacking and Mario Maker. Me like, too. this is the coolest thing ever. It's not... If it was just Super Mario Brothers U, I'm out, you know? Nintendo hates ROM hacks, I'll tell you that. Oh, they much. sure they do. They hate it. Also, also, I, also it's I, like I, a also, company. I don't think they've ever, like, acknowledged ROM hacks exist. We know they hate them, but I don't think Nintendo has ever, like, acknowledged in any sense that they exist, right? They kind of have, and it's sort of... I, I, I mean, like, I, I know they previously uh, have DMCA'd some people over it, and I know, like, when Mario Maker 1 came out... They actually DMCA'd Panga's pretty much whole channel. Like anything with a task, they were taking it out. So, wow. so they're aware and they're sort of threatening. They just haven't done much yet. But I, as a company, I feel like they're maybe a decade behind a lot of other companies where, you know, a lot of companies, they'll actually pay people to stream the game. Like they want to grow the audience, leverage that. Whereas Nintendo up until maybe five years ago, you know, Initially, they were like, no, you can't stream or do anything. And then they had the Nintendo Partner Program. And then finally, they were like, okay, you can monetize and stream and upload Nintendo content. But even then, there's like a bunch of rules that are uh, associated with it. But back when, back when I first started uh, making videos for uh, Mario Maker in like 2016, there was the Partner Program. And I joined initially. And... You know, a couple hundred thousand views, and they paid me like eight cents. Whereas, uh, <laughs> you know, the people who weren't in the program and were going around the, uh, were uh, going around the system, like you were actually making money. So eventually, Nintendo allowed people to do it, but like anybody who actually joined their program, they were just paying pennies. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So. And um, I don't think we said it, but uh, did were you did when you got when you were Twitch partner? Were was that after Mario Maker? That was Is after that Mario you, Maker. That all happened. Yeah. So okay. I think I think I got Twitch partner in 2017. I want to say okay. it took about a year. Um, and yeah, it was. Uh, I I actually got applied uh, rejected. I think three times, or maybe I got it on my third time. I don't remember. But um, I think right now they have it where, like, if there's criteria you hit, there's actually, like, a path to get it. Whereas mm -hmm. back then, it felt more subjective. Like, I, I thought I was hitting a bunch of the metrics, and they're just like, nah, sorry, bud. You're not, uh, you're not partner eligible yet. But, yeah, eventually I hit it in, uh, in 2017. So, so when, you, when you were applying for partner, there, so, like, yeah, like you said, there is, there's a thing called, like, path to partner. You have to meet this. this there's, like, three requirements. And I think now they even say it has to be like three months worth of that. Uh, it, and they, they added recently in the past like month or something. You have to do it for at least three months to even like start applying. But uh, so at the time when you did it, there wasn't there really wasn't any requirements. It was just like you submit your case to Twitch. Yeah, pretty And then pretty they review much. and, they, and they, they see are you partner quality and then they decide that. Yeah, like are, are you partner worthy? And uh, the first few times they, <laughs> they rebuffed me, but I... Uh, Honestly, I, I was kind of surprised, but again, like the criteria and what they were looking for, it's, you know, going back to 2016, things have uh, shifted quite a bit, but I, I never put too much emphasis on 
making partner like for me it's sort of one of those things like let's say let's say like twitch hits you over the head with like the partner wand and you're a partner it's like once you hit partner it's not done you know what i mean like you got to keep doing your thing and it's like if you do it the right way and you build up your your stream and your community then i feel like things sort of fall into place so my focus was just sort of you know put on uh try, try to put on a good show and you know keep growing the community and uh ultimately that's how it, it worked out for me but like yeah I, I i don't know i just like as i said i feel like getting partner was just part of the process not like the goal because mm-hmm. again like right. once you get the check mark and you get partner you know you're not any different you just have partner and a check mark now and now it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. just going forward it's it's still uh it's it's also like uh I mean, it, it's it's a great achievement to get. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's cool. Hey, you did you did the work. Look what you did. That's great. But they've they've definitely blurred the lines a lot sure. these days as to the differences between. Like, yeah, it's cool. You got the check mark. I mean, you did you did good work. That that should be acknowledged. You know, mm-hmm. you did get that. You have this check mark. You know, that's awesome. But they they definitely have blurred the lines. I mean, I think now would, the only difference is is that you do get potentially add incentives that from what i understand are not as good anymore as they once were uh and then uh emote slots otherwise i think it's just more emotes for the most part like like the difference between partner and affiliate even back in 2016 it wasn't that large um the thing for me like the thing i was most interested in now almost everybody gets transcoding um whereas back in 2016 uh, there was actually this workaround where sometimes if I didn't get transcoding, I would just tell my viewers at the start, I'm like, I'm going offline and starting again. And like, <laughs> you know, I did the old, have you tried turning it on and off again? And like, yep. if I didn't get it by the third try, I'm just like, sorry guys, you know, I'm going to set the bit rate right. down to 1800. But if I got it, then I could do higher bit rate. And so when I no longer had to worry about the, the on and off game, um, that was that was pretty good. That was probably the biggest thing that changed for me after I got partner. Just not worrying about, you know, because people are watching that on mobile, nice. people are watching on like horrible Wi-Fi connections, and I, I think something, especially back then, people would focus too much on you know making their stream look good versus having it be consumable. Whereas transcoding takes care of a lot of that now. Oh yeah, definitely. And like when I started, I, I don't know two years ago yeah that was i I did the same thing i'm gonna restart it real quick you know within the first like 10 (laughs) seconds let me restart it like two to three times if i don't get it you really did then maybe i'll I'll put my bit rate down a little bit to make it a little bit more accessible i know you're gonna suffer in other areas but i'll like okay i'll bump it from six to like 45 or Mm -hmm. something like that you know bring it down a little bit uh and just to make it more accessible but now it's like and i don't know like honestly when we stream arcade parlor uh to to the twitch you know the first couple months we did this we did not have transcoding now we have it on here like i i just checked a moment ago and we actually do have the transcoding and i don't know if, i don't know if they also measure the, like okay if somebody's streaming for a year they only have one viewer i mean is there any prioritization there where they're just like we're just not going to give this person transcoding you know whereas you know somebody who regularly brings in like 20 people or something like that yeah they're going to get prioritized like I don't know the inner workings of what they have going on back there, but there might be some of that going on too at the affiliate level. I know partners guaranteed affiliate. I mean, I it's been years at this point since I've not had transcoding. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't like 
all the affiliate streams I watch, all of them have that option. So they either, you know, uh, buff their systems where they can offer it to more people now, or mm-hmm. just as you said, maybe like there's a certain threshold where it kicks in. But I, I notice it's less of a thing now compared to uh, even like five, six years ago. It, it could also, and this is just me running my mind at this point, you know, the the COVID bubble has popped a lot, right? So there's fewer streamers than there were three years ago. Right. You know, three years ago, like everybody was streaming because there's nothing else to do. So maybe like if we buffed the systems ourselves because people just stopped streaming, you know, are, <laughs> now, are there now less, it's just so more I, available. I, I would be curious about the statistics because I feel like there's always people giving it a try. Like, like the amount of competition for streaming, like it was hard in 2016. In 2023, mm-hmm. if you're starting out, it is so much harder now. So, so many there's so many streams. So yeah, yes. I, I imagine it probably did peak, you know, early 2020, 2021, but I wouldn't be surprised if the numbers are still going up because like, I feel like Twitch is going more mainstream. When I talked about Twitch seven years ago, a bunch of people were like, oh, maybe I heard about that. Whereas now it's more of a household name. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be curious um, just in terms of streamers and viewers, etc. if that number is yeah, it might up. It might even be like, may, maybe it's the inverse. Maybe like, people streaming is about the same if not higher maybe just the viewership is a little bit lower because you know people are returning back to work they don't have as much free time you know during the working day to watch 80 percent of my viewers are watching from work i'll say that much yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's i mean me 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 working from home you know i i always have something up on the side as just oh no they're in the office they got me on like one percent you know anything more than one (laughs) percent and i'm gonna bust them when i shriek but (laughs) yes Oh man! So, uh, no, that, that that's that's cool to hear. That, that that's cool to hear how you starting on Twitch and where you are today, and how everybody, you know, they're 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 still coming back and listen and watching you and having a great time. That's awesome. Uh, let's uh talk about the the last month. I feel like things and and th- and even in the next week in particular, mm-hmm. things have happened. Oh yeah, uh, in in the gaming space, right? Uh, we we had uh, we had Mario Wonder come out, which was the first two D Mario game in I don't since whatever those NSMBU I never played games, uh, it, so it was actually like a good one, and uh, <laughs> uh, and now we have next week we have the Super Mario RPG yeah. remake, which is pretty rad, and then on top of that, going back to the community, we have. The massive release of you know Rampoo World Three. Oh, I can't wait! Like M- Mario community, Mario players, people who are plugged in online in the sense are eating good. This the, the, the you know these thirty days here. It's ridiculous. That's a big thing. It's ridiculous. We have a brand new, beautiful, amazing two D Mario game. It was incredible. It was whimsical. Wonder was so fun. And then at midnight. Thursday into Friday, we're getting SMRPG. I can't wait. I'm going to play it at midnight as soon as it comes out. I've never played SMRPG. Cannot wait. I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited to try it. And then, Grand- I mean, everybody in the ROM hack community has been counting down the days for Grand Pool World 3. I'm going to play Grand Pool World 3, and I've never played one. I am not of the skill level. I just want to be part of the hype. I want to be part of everybody who has been talking about this for years and months and weeks and days now. And I like the I mean, everybody is talking about Grand Pool 3 right now. 
I'm super excited, you know, because I'm the same as you. That's Grandpa World 2 and GDQ, why I'm on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And I said, by the time Grandpa World 3 came out, I will be good at ROM hacks. I am actively worse at ROM hacks now than when I said it. And I have been streaming nothing but Mario for three years. But you know what? I'm still going to play that first level and have fun and laugh. And maybe, you know, just just to be a part of it, as you said. Right. For me, Mario RPG, I don't care at all because Mario RPG was amazing. It's still amazing on the Super Nintendo. But I played it a million times. And I, I think it was you who said, well, it's not for you then. But you haven't played it. And it's super exciting that now you're going to get a chance to kids that would not go back and play a retro game are going to be able to play it. And that's what got me into RPGs. I would, I didn't even know what an RPG was. My one nerd friend played Chrono Trigger and we made fun of him for it. And then afterwards, like, (laughs) you know what? We're sorry. You're actually really cool. RPGs are great. We learned from Mario RPG that RPGs are a ton of fun. So I'm, I'm excited for people to experience Second, my second favorite RPG, Skies of Arcadia, still the best, you know. But it is, it's so good, it's so much fun, and, and that's that's what I'm pumped about. And Wonder, the, as fun as Wonder was, Poncho, I still want Wonder to be in Mario Maker, like, yeah, because I want to see my favorite creators mess around with the dash shoes, mess around with all of the new things they added. So all of they, all of what they added is more exciting to me than the game itself. I love the game. It was fun, but I want to see, I want Kaizo versions of these and not just, can you find all three coin versions of these? And you can't even use the, but that doesn't, I I want the elephant suit in Mario maker. Oh man. There's so much you can do with all the bubble suit is terrifying. Can you imagine like some of the creators making you use the bubble suit accurately? It'd be a blast. It's, it's been a fun ride. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So I, uh, I actually didn't get Mario Wonder. I just watched people play. One of the people who I watched the most play was actually you, Ashley. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. As I said, I haven't really gotten into a single player Mario since Super Mario World. I'm a, I'm a Mario hipster in, in that <laughs> regard. Although it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty fun. Um, I miss when Nintendo made like harder games though. Like I feel like yeah. SMB3 was actually like a pretty challenging game to beat you know some people might be like no that was easy i thought it was pretty hard and i was pretty good at video games um and smw i guess once you get the cape is game over but i just uh people would probably be surprised that i haven't played single player mario past that you know with how much mario maker i play but i just yeah i don't know same here they sell well though because like it's so accessible to everything but they always had even when Super Mario World was easier than Mario 3. They kind of countered that with Donkey Kong Country. And now you have these platformers that are nails hard. And like to this day, like I've played some of the hardest Kaizo levels and I'm still terrified to pick up Donkey Kong Country because some of those some of those levels and secrets are just so mean and so much fun. Really? Even even uh, even modern releases of Donkey Kong, like Tropical Freeze gets pretty tough yeah. towards the end like not just the levels but like the bosses i love tropical like they're, freeze. They're, they're i thought tough. tropical freeze was harder than any of the first three games like the first three games maybe it's just because i played them a zillion times but when i played tropical freeze like the the difficulty went you know pretty pretty high near the end it was fun i i really liked really liked that game i think 
the, the first two Donkey Kong countries. There's just specific levels that overtake the entire game in my head. Like anytime, like the Bramble Scramble or whatever, like things like that, where I just, I get so much anxiety thinking. And so even though most of the game is a breeze, I think of that stupid level and the gauntlet, you have to go so far and I get, I'm sweating right now. I never sweat. I'm sweating. <laughs> just thinking about I feel, it. I feel like some of the blizzard levels in Donkey Kong Country 1 got pretty hardcore. I remember yes, six-year-old yes. me was just like, whoa, I can barely see anything on the screen as there's just... It was good there. And those secrets, man. The fact that you yeah. get the ostrich in the middle of the level and then fly all the way back and then the secret in the secret level to get that 101%. Rare was, man, back in the day, <laughs> Rare was amazing. And like so much trollage. The fact that they hid cheese all through, uh, what was that, Perfect Dark? There was cheese everywhere through the game yes. for no reason. Doesn't do anything. Yep. Just figure it out. And then Banjo-Kazooie had all those like, here's a secret. It's not a secret. It's just... What they put like, something in Conkers they put that you just couldn't get. Like, find the secret chocolate so you can't get it. <laughs> Sucks to be you, nerd. I miss stuff like that. I think it was Donkey Kong Country 1. There was the one level where you walk in and you just go left and it, like, pretty much takes you to the end. I think it was the stop yep. and go station. Was it stop and go station? My my, my memory could be failing me it's, here, but... Sounds right, yeah. yeah. In yeah. the Japanese version of that, you could actually kill the jerks, which, like, when I saw that on a YouTube video, I'm like, I wanted to kill those jerks so much. <laughs> They're jerks. I I remember when I unlocked the special world or the secret world in Donkey Kong Country Three. I was so proud. Like you have to, you have to just do like donuts around the the volcano, and eventually it pops up. And uh, I remember eventually when that happened, my my mind was blown that I I unlocked it because I knew there had to be something more. And uh, yeah. It was I fun. I feel like now that'll never happen with like the internet and everything just being yeah. spoiled, but like Yeah. They can still stumbling upon like sneak stuff in there like a little bit. Cause I love watching those videos where like this took 10 years to find and it it took to the point where like one of the devs of the game just straight up said you have to do that. I love stuff like that. And there's I agree, there's not nearly as much people will mine it people know about the secret before like it's even eligible like somebody's like mine yes. the update they're like oh there's something here like this is this texture here which is available in this level and so like data mining has sort of ruined a lot of easter eggs there was that like that awesome feeling of like man can you get the triforce in ocarina of time and things like that that yes. you kind of just know you can't sorry <laughs> So confession, I've never played a Zelda game in my life. And this is something that like people people thought I was trolling oh on stream. As I said, oh, I'm simple. Like I played Donkey Kong, Mario, Unreal Tournament, and like those were just the games that I mostly played. Um I never played Zelda. I legitimately thought Zelda was the elf dude. I legitimately thought that. And people are like, no, that's a link. But that's like <laughs> that's like naming Mario Peach. Like the Peach series. Why would you name it Zelda if it's the elf dude who everyone associates it with? And that's like you won't you won't change my mind on that one. Did you it's, ever uh, play as Metroid? That's a good one too. Where so you're like I also got in, I I got in trouble with that one. I played Metroid as a kid, but somebody was like, "Oh, do you like Metroid?" I'm like, "Yeah." I I, I called it. I, I called Samus Mr. Metroid, and everybody's like, excuse me? Oh. And they're, they're like, Samus you. is not a mystery. I'm like, I don't know. It's just an outfit, like a space outfit. How, how was I supposed to know? And that, <laughs> that, that was uh, another thing that came up on stream where uh, I wasn't even trolling. I just didn't know. 
I thought Zelda was the elf, and I thought Samus was Mr. Metroid. You might so. enjoy uh, A Link to the Past. Like, it's, it's an adventure game, but it's mostly action, and it can be pretty tough, especially if you don't know what you're doing. Some of the bosses are actually very challenging. And if you play later Zelda games, you're not going to die. They're going to hold your hand for except for like Breath of the Wild. But still, you start like two inches ago. I want to play Zelda at some point. I just I don't know when, but at some point I want to go through and and play them. Even the platformer one on the NES. That one's I'll get around to it and play it at some point. Zelda 2. Zelda 2, one of my favorites. One of my absolute favorites. Zelda 2, it's like a blend. It's like Castlevania-esque. And it's 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 an interesting interesting thing that they put out. It's a difficult That's the vibe game. I'm in now. Very polarizing. I, very polarizing. I love games that are that do something new that haven't been refined yet. And so I've been playing a bunch of Nintendo 64 games where like they have not figured out how to make 3D fun yet. And for <sighs> some reason, I am having so much fun watching them try. Like maybe this. So I'm playing Mystical Ninja on the 64. And loving every second of it. <laughs> I think it is hilarious. I am having a blast. And like, I, I miss that so much because every game is almost so refined now that I know exactly what I'm going to play before I play it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's kind of what I was talking about with like each one earlier, where just games that like lack polish, sometimes they're more fun. And uh, I mean, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're awful. But every once in a while, like they hit that perfect balance of, uh, you know, don't really know what to expect. I like it's it, there's something to it. There's something like Castlevania on the 64. If you ever want to have a good time, like there's jank, there's weird, there's terrible decisions made along the way. But it's <laughs> different than what you've played before. And that's why that's why I enjoy it. And I've had a blast with like. Just going, I would love to play PlayStation 1 and 2 games. Like, I'm in that mode where I'm kind of sick of everything that's coming out is so cookie cutter in the same. It like, is. Starfield is amazing. I already played it three times. Mm-hmm. I already played it three times. And it's just like, I need something new and completely different. Right. Do you know what I can't reconcile? I can't reconcile the N64 being referred to as retro because like as a kid, the N64 was like the new thing that's coming out. And now now when people are like, oh, N64, that's retro. Like for me, my my definition of retro was always, you know, like NES, Super Nintendo and anything forward. I'm like, oh, no, that's that's pretty. That's pretty pretty new. new. We're like, dude, that's like 30 (laughs) years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. It's it's, yeah. it's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah it, a, it, it, it is at that retro line. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like for me, like anything, once they moved to 3D, it just didn't feel retro. But yeah, when I go and I, I crunch the numbers and do the math, it, it is indeed retro. I just like in my head, I hear N64. I'm like, oh, that's that new console, you know? And I'll create a it's, time. It's like 25 years old now. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Uh, right, right before the episode. Pops, you were talking about you're playing like mystical ninja and stuff, and it's like a game that doesn't really like, you know, it doesn't hold your hand telling you you got to go here. You got to go here and stuff like that. I'm playing a game for the first time right now uh, offline uh, that's been on my list for a while. It's called Control, uh, made by Remedy, who makes the Alan Wake games, uh, Max Payne 1 and 2 and Quantum Break, stuff like that. Uh, But this game, I'm playing it and it's a modern game came out within the last few years 
And it's one of those ones where like, okay, it says. Find this room. Okay, it's kind of Metroidvania esque and you have these layers to go through and it just says find this room. And the only way to do it is like the whole game takes place in the inside this giant corporation. It's like a labyrinth of a corporation that is constantly moving and shifting walls and stuff like that. And the only way to really navigate is to literally look at like in an office, you look at the walls and it would say research this direction, you know, uh, executive area this direction. So it's like you actually have to look at the walls. There's no marker that you just got to follow or a line you got to go through. And it's like. It's kind of weird because like for so many years, you know, decades almost at this point, you've been playing games where it's just like, here's your marker. Go there. I mean, like, think about like today, November 11th, uh, uh, 12 years ago today, Skyrim came out. Right. And that was one that was like, you know, great game. But like it was very much like just follow the line, just follow, go to the dot and you'll you'll, you'll do exactly what you need to do. I like to believe it's weird coming back to that type of game. Mm hmm. It's weird, but refreshing at the same time. I miss just having new experiences, like going from Nintendo to Super Nintendo, so much change. Super Nintendo to 64, so much change. And then 64 kind of felt like PlayStation 2 and 360. It's kind of where innovation stopped, because I remember Morrowind had that where the mission was like, go to the third tree on the left right hand side. And I'm like, that's not English, buddy. There's no such thing as the left, right hand side. And you you would spend the whole day on the mission trying to solve it. But then they're like, OK, let's streamline it with the, the dot and Oblivion had that in Skyrim. And like, I'm trying to think the last time where advances in technology meant advances in the gameplay and like motion controls. They made light gun games fun and Wii Bowling was a banger. That was awesome. But then the rest of it was kind of like, all right, the controllers are still more fun. It's just it's been a while since I've played something brand new and now I'm kind of just I have to go back and play the jank weird stuff to get that that vibe and Mm -hmm. that feeling. I I think it plateaued, but I think what people were thinking would be the next thing would be VR, but it just never really took off. Like, I think that would be the jump from where we are now onto something else. But I think due to like price point and quality of games, um, I think most people just didn't really get into it yeah like v- vr is one of those things that like there are things i would like to try uh but that that's it i want to try it like like you said the price point you know you're looking at you know psvr 2 like for example you got to buy the P- playstation 5 which is like a 500 dollars entry and i think the vr 2 is like 300 bucks or something on top of that uh and then you have what's mostly just like mini games for the most part. You got a couple of good ones sprinkled in that are pretty cool games or whatever the the HTC Valve stuff like that. Like there there's there's good games that are there, but it's mostly shovelware mini games that's like okay, this is kind of a fun experience I guess, but not for, you know, the investment of a PlayStation 5 and the headset on top of <laughs> yeah. it. It's like sure. I, at that price I, point, and, may, and maybe that's why we're not getting such great games is because people aren't buying it because there's there's no there's no attraction really. Yeah, at that price point, you need someone's girlfriend to have dumped them, and then you know search. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think like a game. That's, would that's be- the only way to get into VR at this point. You know, you got to check Kijiji or Craigslist, and <laughs> I feel like if a game's fun with motion controls, it's fun in VR. And we learned from the Wii, that's a very limited amount. Like, I, I would love a light gun game in VR. 
would be super cool. Like on games on the Wii, a ton of fun. Um, Wii bowling, VR bowling. I would love to just chill out in cool. a bowling alley with a bunch of strangers and just go up there, roll my shot with just my hand. Like that's still a ton of fun. But then as soon as you start getting into more precise gameplay and things like that, motion controls, and I feel like VR is the same thing. Like you have to sacrifice certain things to make it fun. And I think it's kind of like an extension of the Wii. It's like, that's, that's my thoughts on VR as someone who hasn't played too much of it. I, I almost got VR just because of one game and you can all probably guess which one it is. Beat Saber. I almost got it just because that looked so it looked like so much fun, you know, just uh just just whacking the stuff with the with the saber and uh but then ultimately I was like I cannot justify this price point just to play right. Beat Saber. And sure. so right. I never got a VR headset. It makes sense. The rest is history. But yeah, that that was the one game where I said to myself, like, this looks really fun. Like I would I would enjoy this. And then also I was thinking in terms of if I stream it on Twitch, just with how weird, you know, companies can be about DMCAing and stuff. And it's like, what songs yeah. could I even listen to? And then, yeah, it's so ultimately especially, especially, especially modern it. day Twitch. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody get banned on Twitch for music. It's always like there's this thread of it, but I don't think I've ever seen it happen. People accumulate strikes and some people right. have been wiped out for a couple of years as a result of it. Um, but I mean, again, I also would worry about companies going outside of Twitch like, oh, you're broadcasting our content. You know, mm -hmm. they could, in theory, you know, sue you for that. So I'm like a simple, simple person where I just, you know, outside of occasionally poking Nintendo with ROM hacks, I... Uh, I'm a I'm a good boy on Twitch. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh so yeah, th th there's a lot going on in the community as far as strictly to Mario. Uh got some cool releases coming up. It'll be it'll be a fun it'll be a fun time on Twitch. Uh always is, but it's always cool when it when something big is on the horizon and there definitely is some big stuff uh coming up here. Yeah. Uh, with I, that, I'm excited. Oh, gonna... sorry. I was just gonna say, like, release day of something like Grand Pooh World. I feel like the directory is gonna be lit. Like, there's just gonna be a oh, ton of people yeah. playing that. Like, I, I like that, you know, opening day feeling of something like that. And it's it's kind of cool that you know, like, you get that for games like Mario Maker, and then there's just some ROM hacks that are highly anticipated. And I think it's just neat that uh, it's neat that there's gonna be that that excitement going into yeah. it. Yeah. The the execs sitting in Nintendo headquarters being like. How come when Mario Wonder comes out, we get this type of viewership on Twitch, but when this Grand Pooh World 3 comes out, <laughs> it's way bigger. What, yep. what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh. How do we sue uh, this? <laughs> yeah, right, right. How, how, do we, how do we get money out of this? <laughs> uh, with that, uh, I think we're going to start wrapping up a little bit here. We're coming up on our time here. Uh, first off, let's do, I mean... We we can do a quick round table. Does anybody have anything that they wanted to that we maybe we didn't get to earlier that they wanted to, to mention or something? I, I can think of one thing for me is that I just recently played through uh Resident Evil one through four. Uh on stream. Never I, I played four, never did one, two, or three. They were all the remakes. Uh I had an absolute blast on them. One I'm a little salty on because I got <laughs> the bad, a bad ending. ending. <laughs> yes. Spent all that time, and then I was like, 
this is the ending. It kind it kind it kind of did uh throw a, a bit of it kind of did uh ruin a, a bit of the game. Is it RNG or did you just do it wrong? Apparently, I did it wrong. Apparently, I didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, there's one particular choice that's like the only choice you have to make in the game. I chose wrong. You chose poorly. And there is and no indication. <laughs> yeah. And and due to that, you, there's no final boss. Basically, I got no final boss. We just all took off in a helicopter. It was like, wee, yay, yay. Yeah, there's the mansion, whatever. Didn't even blow up. And I was like, all right, this is this is the ending I got, I guess. Good stuff. Uh, I, I still had a fun time with the game, but I'm a little salty on uh, the ending that I ended up getting. It it was such a fun thing to watch. So I wa I watched every stream that you played uh, Resident Evil, and your community is gonna be talking about about those playthroughs for a long time to come. It was like really cool that you got to play so many of them in October, and despite the ending of that one resident evil overall it was i had never seen resident evil gameplay it was really enjoyable like the 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 order to play resident evil clearly and one through four is start off with four two three one that's the order that i played it in this past <laughs> month. so I, I highly recommend that that's the order to play it in <laughs> not a lot of cliffhangers uh, there yes yeah yeah there are uh resident evil four incredible it's still incredible the remake absolutely amazing uh personal game of the year for me right now is, is that one had had a real blast playing that. that that's crazy i think that game just still came out this year yeah time is weird time <laughs> is weird uh with that said we're going to transition into the outro portion of our uh our podcast before we do that uh tune in guys next month is december for those who are listening, we will be doing a December podcast. We'll be doing something a little different. We'll be having some doing some new stuff on here. So definitely tune in for that different and new. We have some ideas. We have some plans uh, that should be the first weekend in December. I think we're, we're, we're working on the schedule. We'll definitely let you guys know. We will definitely let you guys know uh, with that. Let's go around the table. Let's see where, where can we find you guys? We'll start off. Ashley, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ashley with two E's underscore FL. Uh, I stream Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday nights, and I just added uh, retro Sundays, which has been super fun. Uh, I'm on YouTube and Twitter or X or whatever we call it these days. Uh, the same handle. I put out weekly content as well on my TikTok, which is Ashley underscore Florida, all spelled out. And while I have the floor for a moment, can I just say, Paco, thank you for being here with us today. You are a legend. You are such a big role model for me. And, and you took the time. What a great episode. And thank you so, so, so much for joining us today. I, I had a lot of fun. So <laughs> thank you for inviting me. And honestly, this was, this was great. I'm uh, ha happy to be here. Well, while, while you're talking, uh, Paco, where, where can our listeners find you? What, what are you doing online? Where, where, where can they find you? So you can find me Twitch TV slash The Incredible Paco. Right now I'm streaming just once a week on Tuesdays. But, you know, going forward, hopefully uh, I add another day. But I mostly do Mario Maker. And uh, that's where you can uh, find me on the Internet. Also, if this is outros at the start, you guys were talking about movies, comedies. Uh, I'll do a recommendation. I don't know if any of you have seen Role Models, but that is probably my my favorite comedy. And if anybody's listening to this, you know, we were talking about taking recommendations. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't watched it, you watch it, you find it unfunny. 
You can leave, you know, hate mail for them and be like, wow, that movie sucked. <laughs> Your guest sucked. And uh, I regret watching it. But yeah, role models. Two thumbs up for me. <laughs> I, I, I second that. That movie is very good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pops, where can, where can our listeners find you? Uh, Cheese Pops on the Twitch. If you can't find me, just add an extra P somewhere. You will find me. The, the Cheese Pops with the appropriate amount was already taken by a dude. So I just added a p instead of an undercord underscore there we go and then undercord. youtube same thing i just dropped a three hour youtube video where it's nothing but checkpoints and clears get there quick because it already has three views in 12 hours you're gonna love it it's it's top <laughs> brand content and uh yeah yeah my mom says i look handsome in it so that's uh that's all i got also wait no one more thing if you come to my stream, I've learned a valuable lesson today, and I find a dev exit in your level. I am going to tear you a new one. I'm done being nice with dev exits. I'm done. I've learned from the greatest. So don't be coming to my stream with your dev exit levels, little Timmy. All right, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> and you can find me, twitch.tv slash Uh Sunday, Monday wednesday friday 9 p.m eastern uh all of those nights doing doing a doing a plethora of things i feel like these days uh having having a, having a real good time having a real good time though uh but come on in and join uh one of those nights have a good time uh for our listeners uh, again we did talk about how next month we do have something special kind of going on uh you can always uh leave us a voicemail a tech we are, are accepting text messages now at 402 9151082 if you have some feedback if you have complaints those get deleted immediately <laughs> if you have constructive criticism deleted if they're about cheese pops we do save them though and we do read them and uh share them amongst the community however the only way I'll learn uh, you can also <laughs> it's the only way uh and if you do have an e if you do want to send it by, via email email at arcadeparlorcast.com uh, and you could be on our next episode uh, with that said, I think this has been episode 15. Paco, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. Again, thanks for having me. It was, it was great. If you're, if you're listening or if you're watching this live, thank you for watching this live first off. And if you're listening, thank you for listening. Uh, definitely check out the incredible Paco on Tuesdays. Check out that stream playing some Mario Maker. And one last thing before we sign off is you have a million things to do in your life. Put them all away. Go to your favorite podcast app, search up Arcade Parlor and give us five stars. Throw everything else aside. Five stars. That's what we're looking for. Otherwise, I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll find out. We, we know who's not giving us five stars. We'll, get we'll, you. we'll find out. We'll get you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get you. <ya. laughs> Uh, with that said, again, Paco, thank you for joining. Ashley, Pops, thank you for being on here as well. We will see you guys all in December. Adios. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. Sorry about your relationship, but thanks for the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good line. <laughs> that warms my belly.